Hello, I'm Simon. And I'm Dan. And this is a special episode of the Wikicast, the podcast about random Wikipedia articles. Today, we're joined by a guest. I'm Alex Lathbridge, comedian, scientist, better than the other two. And yes, I'm here to take over the podcast. And uh, incredibly enthusiastic about it, too. How excited. And and Alex, um, what article are we going to be talking about this week? Well, this week, Dan, we are going to be talking about... (gasps) List of highways numbered 221. Oh my god. It's my favourite! It's my fa- it's, it's perfect. It's the apple pie of highway lists. Okay, so hit us with it. What's, what's on this article by any chance? Alright, first things first, the title. List of highways numbered 221. My favourite bit about this, 2 plus 2 plus 1 equals 5. I mean, no one thinks about that, right? Yeah. Quick Brilliant. maths, that is. Yeah. Quick maths, okay. So, boom. Straight into it, there are four key locations when we're thinking about highways number 221. Canada, China, Japan, and the US. Amazing. So, I mean, okay, the- I, I got this the wrong way around then. So this, I, I thought for, that you know, the title was like highways with numbers between 2 and 21 or something in a particular, but, but this is just highways with the number 221 anywhere in the world. I mean, Simon, you have the PhD, you should know this. Yes, yes, that's exactly what this is. Brilliant. Okay, but perhaps for the first time ever on the history of this podcast, I've got to ask, why does this have its own Wikipedia article? You know what? Like, fair enough. There are some people who are into roads, okay? <laughs> like, let people have that, okay? Some people are into baking. Some people are into feet. Others, highways. 221 specifically. And just remember, uh, people that are listening, you can be into all three of the things, okay? They're not mutually exclusive. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. No shaming okay. going on here. No, 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 no. We are very road positive here. So, so, so. First things first. Canada. Mm. Mm -hmm. Where in Canada do you think? All right. Well, what places in Canada do you guys know? Ontario. British Mm. Columbia. Mm. Uh, Vancouver. Um, Yep, that one. Uh, Quebec. Oh, ding, ding, ding. There we go. Quebec. Quebec Route 221. That's a thing. Wouldn't that be a, a rue? Like... Is it, no. is it in English? Ha, ha, ha. Well, that's 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 hilarious that you're making um, uh, a pun. But a roux is actually a culinary term. It's when you mix uh, butter, flour, um, and you can use it to make things like shoe buns. Isn't, isn't that a, a roux? Like a, one of those um, R's that English people can't pronounce? No, I, I believe that's you putting on airs and graces. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So it's in Quebec. Where does it go from and where does it go to? Where's that to? <sighs> I mean, I have to click that link now. Oh, that's just dead to me then. I don't care. I mean, I can hover over it. Is that, is that allowed? Oh, teasers. Yeah, I on. love it. Yeah, Ooh, do it. Show a bit of leg. All right, all right. Route 221 in Quebec. 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 Route 221 is a north-south highway on the south shore of the St. Lawrence River, linking the Canada-US border south of Lacoli to San Isidore. Oh, beautiful. So, I like how that was definitely an El, like a um, El Dorado type place. Presumably, it's not anywhere near as romantic as that. <laughs> not, I assume that Where San Isidore is was like it in again? America. What the, San Isidore? San Isidore, where San, these streets oh, oh, are paved with asphalt, like oh, everywhere else. Oh, 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 oh. All right, if I keep it funky, then it's Saint Isidore. Yeah, I so prefer thank you. San. That's it's it's got a kind of a mysticism and exoticism. Ooh. Big 
Well, we should probably actually at this juncture explain, Alex. Like, quite we have your name, and we we know that you're taking over, but uh, at this the, at this point in time, you just sound like a road aficionado. Uh, so <laughs> perhaps we should before delving any further into the roads. Who who quite who are you, and um, what what do you do? All right, all right, all right. I'll I'll give you the spiel. My name is Alex Lathbridge. I am a comedian. Uh, I do sort of comedy shows up and down the country making smart people feel funny and funny people feel smart nice. and um yeah that it's 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 enjoyable mm. um i am a science person like a communicator i guess a science communicator so i do some of the stuff that simon does but i do it for things other than physics because physics is for nerds mm, um oh yeah completely uh i am finishing up a phd in biochemistry uh I'm just ge- I'm just generally the best. Also, I run a podcast called Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet, which is essentially like do you guys know QI? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you seem like the types. Um and do you know it has a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish? A very good podcast indeed. Yeah, so imagine that but made by people under the age of 30, people of color, um and so they have pop culture references that actually bang. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you mean so, it's actually like a good version of it, basically. It's not, oh. what's it, stale, what was it, uh, something stale and male. Oh, you mean stale, male and pale. That's yep, the yep, one. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. So, yeah, that is what I do. I, essentially, my goal is to become David Attenborough, but with the hairline of Reggie Yates. I like it. An honourable goal. Actually, I had a haircut today, funnily enough. I had that terror of going to a new barber's for the first time. Wow. And... Uh, once again, once again, riveting tales on the Wikicast here. Simon, do tell us more. Well, uh, well, more. Um, oh, nice. It was, it was all right, actually. Like, because I went into this place and there were the guys had like workman like denim aprons, and mm. I was like, I think I'm in safe hands. Mm. Uh, Especially and, uh, safe, given because this is because you asked for a perm this time, didn't you? And you, that, you did. only usually do that with your usual place. So I did. I asked for the Marge Simpson like mm. full. I want to. I want to add two or three feet to my height to intimidate people. And uh, it went very well. Got us fitting through doorways is a problem, but uh, you know it's, it's, it went pretty well. I've got to say, it's because this is all like I'm now doing things, everything for the first time because I've, I've like moved and everything's completely new, and I'm still trying to work out where to avoid in town. But anyway, sorry, Alex, I just completely cut you up. The other thing we should mention is that the reason that you know, apart from obviously you're immensely talented and, and funny, uh, we have been workout buddies for the past how long? How long? When did we start doing About- it? About. Started in January proper. Was it January? Yeah. Oh my god! Until you left, I did. You left. Yeah. You, you pissed off, didn't you? I did the other week. I yeah. upped and left, and we had a very emotional goodbye, mm-hmm. and then I came back a week later. <laughs> yeah, emotional f-ing whiplash. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> you got a bit of habit one. for doing that, actually. I mean, we, I remember we had a we we said a goodbye when you moved out, but then you actually stayed in Exeter for months. <laughs> And then you went off again, and then you're usually back. You were back every other weekend to record. I'm yo-yoing. It's it's got to be said. Like I just yeah. can't. I have trouble letting go. All right. Um. It's just, but you know, it's it's just a bro thing, right? It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be weird. It's just a bro thing. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I I know where your parents live now. Um. I will go and have dinner with your dad. He called me a very charming young man. Yes, that was because you said that he was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at the old pictures of my dad and were like, 
wow, he, he looks so. Wow, he had it going on in his day. And then later, I told Dad about this, and he was like, he seemed like a very nice young man. Like I, I like Alex. Um, See, that's what I do. I get in with the parents, and then when the children leave, bam, free dinner. Cook like cuckoo them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get in that nest. Cuckoo is like alarmingly. Is that where cuck comes from? Yes. I never realised that. Huh. The more Makes you sense. Know. The yeah. more you know, everyone. For for once, the Wikicast might actually facilitate learning. Uh, but, but okay, we've actually cut off the learning enough. Should, I mean, what else is there about um? What was it? Highways two two one highways. Okay, can we actually uh, momentarily go onto that tangent of you getting a new haircut? Yes, please do. How was it? Like, actually, how is it now? Uh, that, it's fine. It's basically as it, as it always has been. It's, it's a six on the back and sides and a bit longer on the top. And no, it's not as fresh. It's not a fresh fade. And I am, we're not going ahead with the idea of me going to your barbers at some point. Because I would look ridiculous. Why? I would look so no, ridiculous. I think this, this has to happen now, though, doesn't it? Also, if I was to get a haircut and I was pleased with it, my adjective of choice wouldn't be fine. <laughs> But like, as a guy, I don't think you ever. Well, certainly, uh, like, I, I've never come out of a haircut and a haircut and gone, "Oh, that was fantastic." It's always just like it's a haircut. Like, yeah, but fine implies just a kind of like an indifference. There's no well, kind of like, "Oh, I was quite pleased with it." If it was fine, it was well. Like, it, they did things to my hair, and now I look different. The end. Well, basically, right, that is how right. I feel about it. I, I I gave this man fourteen British pounds, and 14 he cut pa- bloody fourteen time. pounds. I'm in Hertfordshire now. I'm closer to London. For 14 of your 14 pounds sterling. I'm from London and I pay a maximum of 11 pounds. I have to admit, that is the most I pay for a haircut Because we usually go to, down in Exeter, there's a place very close to, certainly where I live and where Simon used to live, uh, Prestige, and that was eight pounds, wasn't it? If you're a student, yeah. I think if if you you weren't a student, it was 10. Um, But that was also really nice because that was, I I went there for long enough that like I got to know the people that worked there and like, Mm. you know, they were having building work done over the entire time I was there. And like, I don't know, you felt like a regular, whereas this time I was like complete newbie. It's like walking, walking into a new game for the first time. Just Mm. like, oh, hey guys, uh, can someone show me how to play? You have a completely different relationship with hair than me. Like as a black man, haircut that is fine, like... Uh, that's not acceptable. Yeah, you know everything well, needs to be perfect. I was just reading actually about this in um, the Good Immigrant. I can't remember which essay it was, but there was somebody wrote an essay about um, black culture in barbershops across Africa. Um, yep, which was super. I mean, you'll know this better than I do. I'm, I'm sure uh, because you gave me the book. But um, yeah, like it is a it's a completely different culture around barbers. Like I, I don't know. Am I a weird Dan as a white guy for just being like you know it's fine like i don't i don't think i think weird might be a bit bit aggressive um i think certainly for you've got you've got quite a a normal face with normal hair <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks mate that's all right don't worry that's fine um whereas of it for so okay for, so the reason i say that for someone like myself who has um who has a forehead such as such as mine to contend did you, with did you say forehead for for forehead um <laughs> I mean, I've got to be very careful with what happens with my hair, otherwise I might end up looking re- resembling a turnip, as I currently look like in my passport photo, um, <laughs> which is really kind of not helpful at all. Um, so if I was walking into a haircut and it, and it came out as fine, I mean, I'd have to probably become a recluse for several months, probably wear a hat all the time. Whereas you just, whenever you get, whenever you had your haircut, it would come back. And as, as you described it today, yeah, it just it's a bit shorter than it normally is. 
Like, and I've, that's, that's I've, perfectly acceptable. I've hit my local minima of like, I know that this haircut suits me and I haven't changed it for the past probably 15 years. No, like, no, 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 no. Okay, look, because I went through that because I used <laughs> to have, no, no, because I used to have a two all over and then a shape up and my beard shaped up because yes, I'm only 25 now and at age 10, I did have a beard. Um, yeah, me too. Was, it's so annoying, isn't it? Don't lie, Dan. Um <laughs> All right, don't, don't. When he, when you haven't shaved for a week, Dan, your your top lip just looks out of focus. Like that's I not a beard. Res- yeah, I resemble a peach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Don't I? I look quarter Hungarian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. completely different. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so I tried newly recently. I uh, say recently, about two years back, skin fade on the side. And I'm telling you, Simon, and you, Dan, by extension, both of you should come to my barber's. All right. 11 quid, it will be amazing. You'll come out and, uh, you know, however you swing, or how wherever you are on the Kinsey scale, you will be swimming in it. Mm. <laughs> there we go. It's actually, no, it's really, it's it's alarmingly coincidental that you mentioned this because I mentioned in last week's episode how I've become vaguely obsessed with the assorted food guys on YouTube. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. One of the, one of the uh, hosts there, Barry, uh, looking over kind of because I've, I'm fairly sure I've watched the vast majority of their output since they were, became a thing now, which is an, an embarrassing number of videos I don't want to go into. However, his his haircut game has changed uh, quite drastically over the last couple of years. And he is now rocking a, a, a kind of a skin fade thing. Um, not not so kind of undercut as to look weird, but I'm I'm tempted I'm very I, tempted. I, I think you should go for it. I mean, like, because you, you have changed your haircut. Like, when I first met you, you looked like Aslan. Yes. And yeah. then you went for the Sue Perkins. Yes. And yeah. I, I feel like, indeed. I don't know, this could be your new look. It could be. Um, I think, well, we're going on tour. Uh, the Chapel Choir are going on tour on Friday. And mm. I think I might, given the, given the hot weather, and to try that as an excuse. God, how middle-aged do I sound? <laughs> well, it might get quite hot. I'll have a haircut. Um, I think I might do it. Do it. Honestly, do it. Post pictures. Like, cause I I'll think it could pictures. suit you. If I look like a I look like a but I've got some time to grow it back, so we're all right. Well, like, because I, I played it safe for this because I'm doing a gig. I'm filming for the Central, sorry, the European Central Bank this coming weekend. And I was like, I, I don't want to, this is not the time to experiment with, like, some wacky haircut. Oh, uh, so wish it was. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to rock up to the European Central Bank. It's in Germany, right? Uh, well, we're doing a conference in Portugal. Oh, look at you, Mr. Trans-European. In any case, you don't want to rock up looking like a white nationalist. No. Yeah, there is that. Like, because that was my old haircut. I used to get a three or two or a three all over. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, hang no, on. No, 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 you me, can do it. You can do it. If you go on my first, is it still on there? I think if you go on my profile, my Facebook profile pictures, and go to my first ever profile picture, <laughs> radio silence as we all. That's like, we all find that was later. that was the longest my hair would get. Like, I'll see if I can find like a shorter version. Uh, Simon, I'm, I'm not looking at pictures of you. I know what you look like. But just imagine me with like very short hair all over. Like that one, if you are going to look at the profile picture, that's me about as long as it would get, I think, when I was younger. I've seen the one with you in the black shirt, the black like top, and you do look a bit like a mole. <laughs> it's like, you know when people get their hair wow. cut really, you, you get it cut kind of quite short and people are obsessed with kind of running their hand against the grain. And it yeah. It's like that, but all over. Yeah. Um, wow. There's also quite a spectacular dent. Were you dropped as an egg? <laughs> Where's the dent? Wow. 
that is so rich like the back and forth between you none of you neither of you have a leg to stand on no, like, no, no. <laughs> this is why this rapport works because we, we you know no the only rapport here is uh, alex actually um he has been i've he, heard yeah, i've heard you know very he's very good you know as requested by um destin from smarter every day who Ooh. then didn't do anything about it apparently has, has he contacted you at all alex i I have no idea who this person is. You know, uh, Smarter Every Day tweeted at you. and Oh, yeah. You sent him a link to like, oh, yeah, I mostly do live stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm actually going to send him a link of like, stuff that you do. Um, oh, yeah. Really okay. well-known YouTuber, but it's no big deal. It's fine. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not hip with the kids. I'm too busy living my life. Uh, well, um, actually, whilst we're on the subject of Twitter, I do have something that I'd like to bring up. Oh, f***ing hell. What? Sorry, I just looked at uh, a picture of you from 2008. There we go. See, it's entirely warranted. Was that the short hair one? <laughs> Jesus wept. He did. Bucket. Yeah. And you thought no, I, no. and you thought I look fit ugly in my profile picture now. No, 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 no. You look fugly now. Then you someone Okay, so okay. Now I have two of you here um and this medium's probably the best for it um considering the audience. But in white people, is it not a thing to get a shape up? <laughs> Well, it is. Yeah, like, you know, you get a trim if you've got something special on. But that was just, I've that taken up my first profile picture for Twitter. Sorry, for Facebook. It wasn't like a special occasion. What, no, no, no. A haircut is where you get. So okay, when you get a haircut, what do you do? Uh, I go in the shop and I nod, like the downward right, nod. Right, right. Don't, uh, don't give I, me a, a, a play-by-play. If I don't um, know them, it's a downward nod. If I know them, it's an upward nod. And then, you know, you sit down and I ask for, it's just like, um... It's just to tidy up. It's a six on the back and sides, longer on the top. I just put clay in it so it's nothing fancy. And then I sit there in silence for 15 minutes. Wow. Wow. Mathematically, that's already incorrect. You're at a six, okay? Clippers should go up to a four maximum. Like, it's a clip. I get it clipped on the side, and then it's a scissor job, uh, which is way less exciting than it sounds, on the on the top. It just sounds like a really bad time with a Sweeney Todd character. Mm. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I ever uh, cl- clippers came any, anywhere near my Swede. They've always been done with uh, with uh, with scissors, with garden shears. Wow. Yes. yes, I know. Well, this is why I'm so excited to try it. I think uh, just on the on the kind of on the basis of this conversation, I'm going to go into the hairdressers tomorrow, and uh, and go for something quite radical, good, quite yeah, brutal. So when you, when you go in, Alex, what do you ask for? Boom, walk in, okay, there are four barbers, um, and then you establish a sense of, like, kinship, I suppose, with a barber. You never cheat on your barber. Yeah. That's the thing. Once you get a barber, I I go back to London, Um, you know, I'm living in Bristol for my PhD, I go back to London for my barber because we've established that relationship. Mm -hmm. He knows what I like, and I know that his immigration status is questionable. Um, (laughs) Which, Which gives you leverage. Um, Dan, you're not allowed to say that. I get to say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't have the leverage. What? What? Sorry. What, what was that? What was that? What was that, Dan? Nothing. Nothing. Yes. Exactly. Be quiet. Um, and then we, you know, we have a bit of back and forth. He asks me how my week is. I tell him nothing because he could be a spy. Um, and then I get what? I'll get a two on the sides and a three on top. Or I'll get a skin fade into my beard because I have a beard. Um, and so the beard will stay at a, like a three. And then on top will be a, like a, a two and a half, a three. And then skin fade at the side. Um, anything longer than that. And I mean, just asking for trouble. 
Otherwise, I will grow out my hair like an afro and I'll just get my hairline done. And when you get your hairline done, that's a massive thing. You get, you know, you have a, a blade, so a single-use blade, and that'll be, you know, goes all the way across your head, like your hairline, giving you sort of that square effect. Um, mm. And that will go all the way down your beard, everywhere. So everything is nice and neat and almost, you know, geometric. Like, and like what's you really did good, before the um, Tomorrow's World um, thing that you did. Mm. What about it? I mean, that's what you did, right? Like you, you, you had a, like a shape up specifically for like a big thing like that. Like that. Okay. Like the hairline trim isn't like. A, a, I mean, how frequently no, no, do you do that? Whenever you get a haircut, but not in between. Like you don't just go in for the hair trim because this is new. I, I don't know. Okay, so I will get a haircut if I'm feeling good. I usually try and do it every two weeks, um, just to stop my hair from growing out massively. But usually realistically it's like every month um and sometimes i'll get a shape up without getting a haircut if i'm just running low on time um because the overall process is about half an hour 40 minutes this feels really weird to explain to grown men (laughs) yeah no it is it feels like that because it is yeah um (laughs) but but then i realized that you guys can explain to me like what kaylee's are well, yeah, like we we've had this before on the way to the gym. Like we've realised that we both have bizarre gaps, gaps in our knowledge, which are bizarre to the other person. Mm. Like, what? Kayleys are so weird. They're so much fun. Like, I know that is a very white person thing to say, but they are so much fun. No, you know what's you know what's great coming out of a barber and having a sense of pride in your appearance. Um, <laughs> rather rather than just coming out and going fine. Literally, yeah, I much. look in an empty shop window and I just check it out and go, "Yeah, all right." It's like I've seen it's like I've seen a mate for, for the first time in like two weeks, and it's like, "All right, that's just me to my hair." Well, no, no, because when I come out, I look at myself and go, "Ooh, look at you, looking sexy and sh-. That's how I'm good. That that's you know, that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how you should feel every time you step out of a barber. That's the kind of relationship you should have, you know. Uh, my barber has a loyalty card. That's how good he is to me. And so you, both of you, and actually anyone listening to this, uh, however you identify, you need to step up your hair game because hair game is, you know, it, it's fundamental when it comes to self-care. And that's what we all need, a bit of self-care. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And Dan, honestly, we could do amazing things with that head shape of yours, really. <laughs> I mean, it's it but, is quite the beacon. I don't know whether we want to draw any more attention to it. No, 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 it's no. It's just no, going to no. be an arrow, like Avatar. No, 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 no. no. I'm not. I'm. I've gone past the point of taking the mic. At this point, Dan, we, you've got a lot to work with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, like you, you said it's. I know it's big. No. no the, <laughs> the, hair, time, the, t- the The hair, time I'd like to stress in the gym where Alex was like, "Yo, it, it's so big. Like, <laughs> how did he get through school?" <laughs> Yo, actually, that that is a legit question. Like, <laughs> Dan, I'm actually so impressed with your fortitude. Um, Thank you. Like as as a human being, yeah. because the bullying must have been like relentless. It was. It was. Yeah. It was kind of ceaseless. Um, oh my! Oh my god! Well, I don't. I, no, I'm, just, I'm so impressed. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't really know how I've how I've done it to be honest. I think one of the things that that may have attributed to it was. I used to I used to wear my oh god I, I feel really bad because we've been ripping Simon to pieces about that one photo in 2008 um it was only since coming to kind of uni really that I decided that kind of like actually you know what I don't look good in a fringe and, <laughs> and, oh god 
It was horrific. It was when really I first saw Dan, I dreadful. thought he was a girl. No joke. Most people did. Most people did. Yeah. I'd go. I'd be. To tell you what, actually, there's a particularly mortifying moment. I went and saw um, uh, the Milk Carton Kids, my favourite band, in uh, Islington last year, mm. and I took a lady friend with me. It was a really. We had a really nice time. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'll tell you what, you know, let's make a weekend of it. Let's go. We'll get I'll, we'll get dinner beforehand. No, no, my treat. Don't worry. And then we'll go and see this gig after. Things are going really well. I chose a really nice place. Uh, and the waiter came over and said, um, uh, God, what can I get you ladies then? And I, that's, it. <laughs> that's the end. And I'm done now, aren't I? I can't. I, there's no there's no coming back from this. So I, I turned around and kind of grunted, I'll have a Guinness. And he went, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, and, uh, sir. Why wouldn't you just run with it? <laughs> Like, I know, yeah, I should have to really. I mean, well, we've we've seen the photos of me in full, you know, when we did the makeup. Oh yes, and everyone, including myself, was a bit terrified at the result. Yeah, I was I was actually re- watching that one again the other day with um with Pixel Girl and Lily, um, mm. re- revisiting that particular, and also the video of me deep throating the microphone, if you remember. Oh god, sorry, yeah. what? Yeah, these things happen. Um, we try and keep it to a minimum, but there's times where he, he just kind of he goes out on one. Can you remember? There was also I was going through my. Uh, my photo stream not long ago and when we had that picnic and you decided to just kind of pelican uh, as, as, as a, a verb i guess that works oh, um, what, that the sausage roll oh the sausage roll yeah you had like an entire sausage roll and you managed to get it down in kind of one kind of you kind of tilted your head back slowly kind of shoved uh, it in and then just kind of shook with your jaw open as it uh, kind uh, of uh, slipped uh, down uh, your gullet yeah it was, it like, was, a, it was um, like, like a goose yeah it was mortifying so- Simon, you are wasted on women. I know, right? I really, I, I would be amazing at sucking dick. I have no doubt. And no, again, honest- we, we can reach that highbrow time. <laughs> so, Dan, do you have a problem with someone's oral skills? Absolutely not. No, I just, exactly. I mean, I just feel. I, I, to, to be honest, I just desperately want to get back to Highway Two, Highway Two Two One. Why? What? What's the end of Highway Two Two One? Is it someone sucking dick? I, apparently so. <laughs> we can only hope. Frankly, can. fingers crossed. Okay, okay, okay. Back to highways number 221. Yeah, what this podcast is allegedly meant to be about. Well, that's really niche. Yeah. Who'd listen to that? <laughs> I mean, it's literally in the title. I honestly don't know why people what, like listen to this podcast sometimes, because people are going to be like browsing through the episodes, but like, ooh, Highway 221, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Like, the episode titles do not sell this show whatsoever. Your name, Alex, is going to be doing the, the all the selling for this episode. What can I say? My brand is strong. It is. Fuerte. Okay, okay, okay. So, we talked a bit about Canada. Now, the other three places, China, Japan, and the US. So, China and Japan each only have one uh, highway, number 221. Mm. So, there's the China National Highway 221 and the Japan National Route 221. Mm. The US, however, oh. Oh, the bed. There are a lot. We're going to play the states game, and the first person, I mean, to get a a state that has a a, a highway or a route titled two two one, you win something. Well, why don't you like give us clues about uh, the states? Like, don't give us like the name, but like g- g- give us some clues that we could guess the state from. Like, I don't know. Someone like me can't go there. Texas. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Strong. Someone like me can't go there. Tennessee. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Same clue. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the Mississippi? 
Oh, actually, Mississippi. I, again, I can't go there, but they don't have a state two. They don't have a highway two two one. I'm picking states and anything in the south. <laughs> anything that's yeah. near Mexico. Uh, ooh, well, South else? Carolina. They do not have a state. They don't have a state route two two one. That's such a shame. That's my favorite. Arkansas. Yep. Why are there so many two two one highways in the south? Um, uh, I'm not going to answer what's at the end of them. Why was infrastructure built in the South, Simon? Oh, Dan? this is very true. This is very true. Well, do you want to t- tell that story about that meeting you were in the other day about um, uh, the science of the everyday? Oh, Christ. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was fun. So I was having a meeting with some telly people and um, they, they were like, oh, you know, one of the things we're really interested in is, is finding... The uh, factual and the science of you know the everyday you know everyday phenomena, like we're really interested in finding out, you know what's the history and the science of, of cotton? How was it picked? And <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm there just going right the science of picking cotton. Mm. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's 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 right. <laughs> right. Of all the things they could have picked, you know. <laughs> like... Yeah. Oh dear. But yes, yeah, very good point about the um about how the, the roads were built. Okay. What other states we missed? How many states have these highways then? I mean, could we just have picked any state and we would have, we would have got it right? Here's the thing. You could have picked the entirety of the US because the US has a route 221. No. Okay, okay there's like a federal one and then there's there's a... There's, a, there's a giant one. So where does that am go? I, am I allowed to click that? Oh, go on. It must be pretty oh. huge. It must be it must be like north northeast to like north like south or something to this yeah to the well to be fair like oh, the u.s is like there's enough people in it that you could have a giant route anywhere in it i guess i imagine you just guys... the pop, from a population point of view though it makes sense to be in the northeast wouldn't it yeah wow you guys really know your civil planning <laughs> <laughs> i've been told this before oh and that's uh, ding 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 that's this week's buzzword civil planning <laughs> if you uh emailed in with civil planning you'll win a, you win a, a wikicast wiki t-shirt yeah you go Please don't make that a thing. <laughs> no, I think we should. <laughs> the thing is, though, we'll need to make it. It needs to be civil planning every week. Yeah, but it's not much of a competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to have an email. You're going to have a, spa- a really, really niche spam filter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. so we were right, were we? Northeast to south. It It is US Route 221, or US 221, mm. is a 734 mile long, which is just over 1,181 kilometers spur of us route 21 so i guess it comes off route 21 mm. it travels from perry florida yeah to virginia yeah lynchburg lynchburg virginia so i guess it goes the other way as well yeah. from lynchburg virginia to florida that's exclusively that's one way <laughs> oh yeah a bit of a highway <laughs> ah, ah, i missed my turning i can't get off well and also rather than it you know that like you'd hope that it was one way on you know one side of the road rather mm. than it's just a free-for-all like there's no so goes, there's no divide in the middle top east to virginia just to because i'm being pedantic it must it does it not pass through one of the carolinas north or south carolina it must go through both i mean it travels through the states of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, North Carolina, both. and Virginia. Virginia. Because wow. I, I, I think I'm right in saying that the U.S. highways were the single most expensive civil project in history. Like the cost of building the highway network in America was in incredibly high. Yeah. Hang on, cost of U.S. 
highways. Because it's one of those things that, like, when you think about actually the scale of the project, mm. talk amongst yourselves. I'm just going to do some proactive Googling. Okay. Ah, um, uh, oh, hey, Dan. Light conversation. Yeah, Light conversation. Light conversation. Light conversation. Light com- oh, hey, Dan. I want to call up. Remember uh, in that episode about uh, racism at Exeter mm. when you, you were a, sort of an apologist? Let's have a conversation about that. Okay. Oh, shit. Here we go. Still yeah, looking. Um, you, you've got a good like ten minutes on your own, here, Dan. Oh god. Okay. So uh, yeah. Um, you wanna explain your point there, or your your point of view? My point. Well, I mean, I, I think a, a apologist may be a bit of a linear linear reading of the of the text there, Alex. But um, a uh, I, I I just I don't know. I, I I think I should try. I want to try and assume the best in people. I don't. I also the point that. Simon and I made was that we just really don't know. Dan, can, I, can, you, can you stop being an apologist quite so loudly? I'm trying to concentrate here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, would you agree with the sentiment that neutrality in the face of evil is complicity? Um, it's. A, I mean, that's a, again, a pretty pretty strong strong out of the blocks there. I take your point. I think. I think. Certainly, reading we've we've had a load of correspondence in. Um, stuff that we haven't we haven't been able to kind of include in the in the podcast purely because it's the, the time has kind of passed now, um, but many people were making those points. Um, it's something that I want to look into further, but I don't I don't I don't know. I just don't know, Simon. I don't know. This is why we said we didn't want to kind of be the be the kind of the the people to host the forum rather than, rather than just actually let, listen to people make their own their own points. Is it Bristol Uni that you're at then? I I am at University of Bath. Oh, Bath. Okay. Was has there anything? Yeah. Has there been any kind of kick up on the scale of that we've had down in Exeter with you? Or I am one of the only black people in my department. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, when I heard your point of view, I was. I'm going to say interested. You were interested. No, nah, I was. I was like, wow, he's going there. That's brave. Does he have any black friends? I mean. Ding ding ding! I've just found it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, right? Do you want do you want to have a stab in the dark about how expensive it was to build all the um, highways in the US? A billion. A billion dollars, Dan. Uh, four point three billion. All right. So they're basically. It, I was right. It is the most expensive um, <clears throat> civil engineering project ever. Mm. Um, the top three on the civil engineering like sort of chart, I guess like leaderboard uh number three is the kashagan oil field in kazakhstan um that's right. actually currently under construction um and the cost at the moment is estimated at 116 billion dollars oh f- jesus yeah a bit far out then uh the international space station is at number two can i change yeah. can, I, can i change can i change my answer go on 500 billion okay dan update i'll uh, change mine to uh, Don't say five hundred and one billion. I will kill you. <laughs> You're that Four, kid. Four hundred billion. Okay, so number two is the International Space Station, which uh, costs in 2013. So you can update this with inflation. Was one hundred and eighteen point eight billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Ah, bear in mind, like, so this means that the highways in America cost more to build than the International Space Station, which is a bizarre fact in itself. Uh, and the U.S. interstate highway system cost. $224.2 billion. Wow. Wow. That is an insane amount of money, isn't it? It's an astonishing amount of money. Twice as much. More than twice as much. Sorry, no, not quite twice as much as the International Space Station. And yet they have so many highways numbered 221. Two, one. Yeah. 
Could they not have hired somebody to like just keep track of that? <sighs> you know, for shame, for shame, for shame, um, for shame. Oh no, you're not a Hamilton fan. I I remember I talked to you about Hamilton once, Alex, and you were just like, uh it's it's like hip hop for white people. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not because white people can love hip hop. Anyone can love hip hop. It's like if you listen to the Hamilton mixtape, which is sort of yeah, like, that's what I it was think, supposed to be. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, that that that's dope. That's really good. Um, has some has some bangers on there. Um, I think what I'm tired of is at least in my line of work the Hamilton effect, mm. which is people saying, "Oh, I really loved Hamilton. Can you make me a my shot?" I'm like, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it's like if I don't know someone made a really strange commercialized version of chapel music wow that sounded weird even been saying it yeah. <laughs> yeah and then all of your chapel choir stuff and all of the tours that dan was going on was to make these weird commercialized forms of not quite what you liked yeah. to be fair they kind of did that and it's called john rutter i was literally um, literally thinking oh wow was one of those <laughs> <to the> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> let's all just banter. laugh together at that joke which we all get <laughs> i don't know i don't know anything about hamilton really i've listened to the soundtrack like fully through a couple of times i was like okay and then i've heard people go and see it and they've been like yeah it's really good I'm like oh okay but i haven't see unlike with something i don't know has, have either of you seen or heard much of dear evan hansen yeah i've listened to a bit of it yeah see i'm i'd be much keener to see something like that yeah that, that's considerably like, gayer I like, think from a mu- I think just from a music perspective, I don't know whether well, it's... That's, that's I what know. I mean. It's a lot more twee, you know? It's, it's... See, I think my issue with Hamilton really is, is it's like people are like, oh my God, I love Hamilton. Hamilton's amazing. Yeah, at the same time, when they see someone like me walking down the street, they cross the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a bit that's like... That's the, like, I love the culture. I don't like you. I like the, I like the slightly watered down, sanitized version of the culture. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, but no, no, you should you should watch it, Dan. Actually, it's it, I I really enjoyed seeing it live. Um, mm. Interestingly, Pixel Girl listened to the soundtrack through a bunch of times. Still didn't know the plot when we went to see it live. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure how she managed that, but there you go. Weren't there um, like allegations that um, that this has been like amazing PR for um, Alexander Hamilton, and that he was in fact not such a great guy, or you know, no one's perfect. But he wasn't particularly great as founding fathers go. Well, in general. like he did, he cheated on his wife, and you know he. I don't actually know. I don't. I don't think he was a slave owner. Like a lot of them were. I don't think he was. I'm probably completely wrong. But like he definitely wasn't an ideal human being. Um, I think basically, um, Lin Manuel <laughs> Miranda was drawn to his story because there was a really good book released like a couple of years before he wrote the musical that he really liked and just em- empathized with his story as an immigrant. Cause obviously um, they're both from islands in the Caribbean. Like um, here, Ham- sorry, Hamilton was from, ah, it's a really unusual one that Hamilton was from. Um, ugh. Cause, cause um, Miranda was from Puerto Rico, I think. And- oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. What? I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I was trying to, I was reaching for a glass of water and just took a massive swig and it was vodka. <laughs> what is people, your house we had some people over the other day and i've made made, made an error in judgment <clears throat> i've made a wow. great mistake go sorry go on wow uh, no dan let's let's go dan like this is an intervention now um 
Why are you living that lifestyle, Dan? Well, What's... again, this was I think this was happening when I was I was firmly tucked up in bed uh, with Radio oh. 4 and a cup of tea and some friends were downstairs making... Tell you what they were doing. Do you uh, do either of you watch um, Binging with Babish? Um, Sometimes, yes. I, I, yeah. I, I met the guy. I mean, I, I, oh, look at me name-dropping people I've met. Me, yeah, me, but me. I, I met him in New York. I got, there's he's like a, a few photos of us together. He's a very cool oh. dude. Oh no! This is this is Simon. Simon, we like okay, Danny. You used to know something. When we went to the gym, mm. Simon would get recognised every now and again. It was not a common thing. It was common enough for me to start to ripping make him feel to get annoyed. <laughs> no, no, not even that. Just it was re- it was a lot of fun watching him have to do fan interactions when I was trying to make him lift things. Well, so, I mean, Simon, as 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 the uh, the, the readership has established, is an amazing uh, people person. Yeah, you'll attest that yourself. Um, <laughs> really? No, not <laughs> social butterfly. I am. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, no, I was just saying. Um, they recreated the Ned Flanders hot chocolate from the Simpsons movie, uh, and I think people came over, had some drinks, and then also tried to do that because we live around the corner from a co-op that's open oh. until midnight. Oh God, uh, Ed tried to make that. Yeah. Jesus wept. I was woke up, somebody came into my room at about one in the morning and said, do you want to have a hot chocolate? And I tried it, okay. And I took a first sip. I was like, oh, that's quite nice. And I had to stop about halfway through because you had to chew it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, it was um, It was more of a kind of like a fondue. Ed's not, he's no Mary Berry. Let's, let's put it like that. Well, yeah. Like, no, I, think, I think hot chocolate <laughs> is one of my favourite things to make because you can literally get a small cup of milk. And then just put, you know, chocolate chips, heat it on the stove. That's bam. it, yeah. It's about so as complex it. as toast, isn't it? Yeah. Really? I don't it's think beautiful. I've ever had a hot chocolate. You, I wouldn't just surprise Well, because it goes against everything that you believe Yeah, it's, in. A, hot, it's a hot drink. What, and fun. For me, yeah. hot drinks are just like... Fun, youth, frivolity, everything, really. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's it's deeply saddening, especially given that as a housewarming gift to Simon when he came in, uh, we got matching mugs with with our I uh, got a, a D on mine and, a, and an S on his, and we'd ne- he'd never use it because he couldn't. Oh, oh, actually, that's a lie. Hot toddies, hot toddies, and Lemsip. I would have. Yeah, which are yeah. which were okay. But, what uh, I re- what I really like is that um, those mugs also serve as markers for who you are in your alternate bondage relationship mm-hmm. i am yeah. i would not be the sub let's be no, absolutely no. clear about this <laughs> okay. simon, Amazing. simon you in you what are, kind of you, up universe do you think dan would be the dominant <laughs> one in our gay relationship uh you are obviously a power bottom <laughs> simon i've been in the car with you you're a power bottom no i i refute that a hundred percent dan uh, you're a backseat driver you're a power bottom <laughs> I'm now just I'm now just willingly reaching for this vodka on the table. I don't know what else is happening? To to, to return to the point that I left hanging ages ago. By the way, Alexander <coughs> Hamilton was born on Nevis in the Leeward Isles. So oh, that, that was that was the island he was on. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, I was. I, yeah. It would have been a thread that someone would have have been pissed off about if we hadn't returned to it. Mm, sure. I know this readership. Well, actually, I did ask the readership for questions because I said that we had a guest coming on today, and I did ask them. Um, uh, on the Discord, and actually, let's have a look at some. So, the first question is: I actually know the answer to this one already. Alex, are you team cat or team dog? I am team dog. I've got a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, what dog do you have, Alex? My dog is half Labrador. Oh no, he's half a working Golden Retriever, mm-hmm. 
and half like Springer Spaniel Labrador mix. Yeah, um, and he's really fun. Yeah, he's a black golden retriever and he can jump like seven feet. He's really Whoa. springy. Wow. Yeah. Um, All right. I do like cats. Cats are fun. Cats are cats to me remind me of like when it's raining outside. Okay. You know? Yeah, I can and get that. Like, like you know, like and you can hear rain on like um corrugated iron, like mm, you know, you can like a tin that. roof kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. That's what sort of cat weather is sort of there and then you've got a, a warm drink. I know that goes against everything you stand for, Simon. Mm. But that, that's already. quite nice. Yeah, yeah, that's quite nice. So moving um, swiftly on. Uh, what I believe, I, I've been led to believe, I don't fully, I feel a little bit like kind of an, uh, uh, um, what's it called? A zoologist looking in on an, an animal community sometimes with the Discord. I've been led to believe this is a contentious issue. Um, what's your opinion on chocolate rich tea biscuits? Um, they can get to fuck. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> it's, yeah, I, when I want a rich tea biscuit, I want to dunk it in tea. Mm. Okay. I don't want chocolate in my tea because I'm not. Like, I'm not about that life. Also, if you're going to have a chocolate biscuit, the answer is obvious. It's either a chocolate digestive or a bourbon. Oh, and, and of course, no. would you would choose a bourbon because bourbon is the, the superior of, is the best biscuit. Yeah. Exactly. And anyone that prematurely says, oh, what about Oreos? No. No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the, the joy in Oreos at all. What else have we got? Does your guest know Dame to, Dame to Cosita? I feel like that's a reference I don't get. Is that a PewDiePie thing? Knowing the, the Discord, it's probably a PewDiePie thing. Dame tu casita. Yeah. Right, so g- give me your ha- like house. Your little house? Spanish. That's a diminutive, isn't it? Casita. Yeah, but like, so like, little house, yeah. Your, or what, you know, someone down the... Your what? little Wendy what? house. Also, zoology um, implies that you're readership for animals. What you're looking for is anthropologists. Well, no, I deliberately steer clear of anthropologists because I don't sometimes think of them as people. That just wow. Is, are you are you sure you want to stand by that statement? In a <laughs> these people, these people give you money. <laughs> well, these people let you do a podcast um, that is you and a friend rambling for a while, yeah. and and they give and, us money, and they give you money for that, and you want to call them animals, yo, like guys, uh, everyone that's listening, that's how he feels about you. Jump right onto why aren't you a doctor yet? We don't have a Discord, but like. Hit me up on Twitter. If enough of you are like, hey, yeah, we want a Discord, I'll set you up a Discord where there are people who love you, all right? There are four of us. We all got jokes. We're all stand-up comedians. Like, we'll make this a thing, all right? So, so Look, uh, like, I think the re- another reason why I may have gone for zoologist is because one of the other questions, which I, I omitted originally, but I'm saying now, was that we were sent a link to the rice purity test, which apparently is a... Um, a- well, a measure of purity, like as a person. And the very last question is, have you engaged in an act of bestiality? Um, no, I haven't. But there um, are a hundred questions here, which is meant to determine how pure you are as a person. Oh, right, right, right. So this is from, I just Googled it. So it's, it's from what the, right, like college. So a, the College of Rice or like rice America. Rice te- Texas. Okay, so I thought this was about like actual rice, and I was like, "Oh yeah, your fans get it. Rice is important. Yeah, basmati, long grain, all of these different rice. Yeah, I, I assumed your fans would get it. I was like, oh, I, I thought that all of Simon's fans were like middle class white people, but I was like, oh no, these guys get it. They 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 know what, <laughs> they know what this is about. You were wrong yeah, there, yeah. my friends. <laughs> no, no, but I'm looking at the rice purity test, and you know, number eighty, join the Mahai Club. Eh. 
81. Participate in a booty call. I'm just going to go down these. Have you traveled more than 100 miles? Have you traveled more than 100 miles uh, for sex? Um, have you had sexual intercourse with a partner with a three or more year age difference? Have you had sex with a virgin? Have you had sex without a condom? Have you had an STI test due to seize uh, reasonable suspicion? Look, anyone listening, uh, you should have an STI test every year. Uh, just like let yourself feel comfortable okay mm -hmm. this is some sexual health i know you wouldn't be get safe. it from simon or dan all right be safe it is important safe. guys like this is this is a jokey podcast but every now and again we, well we'll have a crisis later i'm sure yeah i'm just gonna go through this now. I, I'm, I'm literally just doing this test there may be there may be a, a brief edit here guys while we uh <laughs> we just do we should compare our scores in a minute okay i'm going to calculate my score okay here we go okay so i have a rice purity test score of 35 I have a rice purity test score of 43. I have a rice purity test score of 17. Strong. So, so what does it mean? Uh, <laughs> this is the best so thing. We don't know. We don't know I haven't got a clue what this means. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, it, there are 100 and I didn't tick 17 of them. Oh, I see. So the lower your score, the less pure you are. So I'm 50. So I'm just a bit, I'm middle of the road kind of. Alex is like way out there on a limb. Bloody hell, mate. Well, I say I'm middle of the road. These questions were so... The vast majority of them were, were explicit, to say the least. So really, <laughs> your score on a scale of 0 to 100 doesn't say much at all. All of that incest, that mate, has done you in, Alex. That's... No, it's, like a lot of these things, you can get rid of in like, one night. <laughs> well, depending on which ones you mean, that is one yeah. hell of a night. Pregnancy scare. Oh, no, look, let's, let's jump through it. Held hands romantically, been on a date, been in a relationship, danced without leaving room for Jesus. Don't know who Jesus is. Um, kissed a non-family member. Get in here! Kissed a non-family member on the lips. French kissed. French kissed in public. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Mm. This this seems like something for... The, you, you can the go from naught to 50 very quickly, I feel like. My favourite one is one of the questions was basically done anything on the same level as heroin and then the next one is been sent to the principal funnily and a funny story there same same instant also like there are some drugs like i've taken some prescription drugs that are a lot longer than marijuana mm. not longer a lot stronger don't yeah. want to correct you but yes yeah um also yeah simon don't ever correct me for my words <laughs> well actually I, I feel like we have been talking for nearly an hour we possibly we should we should ostensibly move on to critics corner all right I imagine it's Just, wise like god we've been at it for a while take a break if you're listening to this podcast take a break have a break have a kit kat hashtag spawn See and you. go upstairs i completely understand why theater kids get picked on right i asked a question on twitter earlier and i want to get your because this is my form of criticism because i had a really nice indian dinner the other day Pixel Girl and I went out for a... It wasn't even a special thing. We just moved here. And I asked people... That's pretty special. I'm sorry. That's really special. <laughs> yeah, but like, it was like a few days afterwards. It wasn't like, this is our moving in meal. It's like, do you fancy getting an Indian tonight? I'm like, yeah, all right. Um, now, how many Doms would you have? Like, if they sit down and they say Doms and you're like, of course, yes. How many would you ask for per person? I'm a fiend. So... How many will say, I ask well, this, for? I think this is entirely dependent on how you're going to structure the meal. So are you going to go for like one of those ones where you get loads of different things and you're just kind of like, like you just share it all? Or are you having 
your like poppadoms with your rice and curry and then maybe something else oh this is like a starter this is like the, the western thing that we do of like they give you poppadoms with chutneys and things like that as like a you know but before oh, you those little, the little kind of the little the little poppadoms where you get well, like, like they're like the box. size of i don't know like the size they're of still dinner big. plates yeah the, the big one so basically what you got to understand there is your poppadom is a vessel for the chutneys so mm. the real question there is um how much chutney are you putting on each poppadom bit? You know, you have to break bits off to fit it in the tiny. But but um, how many poppadoms would you order to begin with before we even get on to the chutney discussion? Because that is a whole other beast. No, 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 no. Because I'm um, action-oriented. Um, like, I don't just waffle for an hour, you know. Um, I think <laughs> You're about, on the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I think of about what we're doing. You know, when when it comes to uh, record why aren't you a doctor yet, bish bash bosh, we are in and out in 50 minutes. We edit it, it's down to 45. That's the sort of tight, tight planning we're on. So when it comes to poppadoms, I'm thinking maybe two, because if you're saying it's a starter, yeah, two, two or three. Yeah, I'd say three. Yeah, yeah. Because two, you've got enough to, like, you know, have a wide variety of the chutneys. At the first one, mm. you test out all the chutneys, especially if you're like a chutney virgin. Mm. Um, and then the second one, you hone in on Is the Is chutney one you virgin like. a euphemism? I feel like it should be. Dan, it, it can be whatever you want it to be, man. Okay, cool. Um, you know, language is as language does. Um, then that second poppadom, right, you've honed in on the chutney you like, a taste you want. And then the third one, that's the palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the raita... Just, you know, nice, smooth kind of thing. Nothing spicy on that one. Mm-mm-mm. That's to prepare you for whatever's coming next. The cobra beer, you know, whatever you want. Ooh, cobra beer. Kingfisher cobra. is always my uh, my beer curry of choice. Yeah, I, 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 but both of them are nice. That and um, Tiger. Yes. Like they're very all very... Right, so I asked this as a, as a poll on Twitter, and 53% of people said they'd ask for two poppadoms. Which, so like, I, because I had normally asked for two, and I felt like I was uh, perhaps being a little bit greedy, maybe only supposed to ask for one. 13% of people said they'd ask for four or more per person. Well, I'm used to unlimited. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, well, the thing is, I would want four or more, but I would feel shame if I asked for that many. I only I say well, two because I look at Pixel Girl in the eye curry, and I'm like, okay, no. If you're going to a curry house, I would, I would always have, well, certainly where I've gone, is that. The, yeah, the poppadoms are just a thing that keep appearing, and it's not—it's not just a starter. It's something that you can just kind of graze on throughout your meal. Maybe when you've finished your curry and, you've, and there's some still some sauce left, you might go in with another poppadom of a tray of poppadoms that may have been refilled. In which case, oh. the number is—you you, know—who knows? Because that, that, I'd love that, but whatever I've been recently, it's been like this: these are your poppadoms and your chutneys, and we'll take them away when you know just before your main course arrives. It's like no, I want—I want to keep them. Yeah. Like, I think you need to have a word. With the establishment. I should, so. because, because I'm all about... I love poppadoms. They're like giant ready-salted crisps, but you get to dunk them in stuff. And like, you wow. know... Wow. Amazing. That's the, that's the culinary take-home. Giant <laughs> ready-salted crisps. They've always resembled skips. More than crisps, I'd say. Well, surely that's more prawn crackers. Oh my god, yeah, no, you're totally right. I've been thinking of prawn crackers the entire time. Oh, for f***'s sake. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about those big um, crisp f***ers. Yeah. Sorry, I went back to the West Country this weekend and I really had to consciously dial back the West Countryness when I was talking then. And I think I failed. Yeah, you said Gerd. Yeah, I did, didn't I? So, oh, f- I did it then. Oh, my God. What's I, happened? I was in the middle of deepest, darkest Somerset and I got absolutely trashed. I was so drunk. Um, 
Yeah, that was we we had we had this uh, we were mostly on a cider called Cheddar Valley or Pheasant Plucker, um, which was anything from six percent to fifteen percent, depending on how long the box had been sat there. Yeah. Um. So we, in terms of beer pints, we had anything from like ten to twenty pints of beer, effectively. Um. And yeah, I went full West Country. Well, I've seen some around my mates from back in um back from my childhood. Full West Country. Anyway, um, yeah, we were talking about poppadoms, Dan. Okay. Well, thanks for bringing me up to speed there. But yeah, so, so yeah, you know, mango chutney, the little lime chutneys. What is there? A, what's the name of the? Do you know this, Alex? The little the lime chutney that you get, the spicy one. Um, no, I no, I don't actually. Because that's the really nice one. Guy, like, I'm gonna be quiet for a little bit. I'm gonna go on to just eat. Pretty hungry. Because <laughs> like you got the that's the spicy one, which most people I'm with don't doesn't seem to like because they think it's too spicy. You always get the mango chutney. <clears throat> you'll get Sorry. like a tomatoy kind of one, and you'll get the. I am thinking of the right one, right? Like raita, where it's like right, yogurt, like yogurt, and cu- yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an Indian take on tzatziki. Yeah, and then yeah, and then like you you know you can mix them up and like put that with the spicy one, for example. Yeah. Or just do what I did when I was a kid and only have the mango chutney and like I'm currently, outrageous I'm currently on a Wikipedia article for this lists of chutneys. Oh really? Yeah. So apparently the green one you're thinking of is Ooh. oh 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 god! The look just looking at this article is making me feel hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm so hungry. Oh god! I'm trying to cut. This is ridiculous. I've... So uh, let's go to a uh, critics critics corner. Yeah. Well, well let's uh, let's uh, let's move <laughs> on before Alex uh, eats past his calorie count. Yeah. Well, yeah. how many calories are you aiming for today? Uh, I need to get to three thousand. Oh, I'm on eighteen hundred. I'm so that's, hungry. That's your life. Wow. I'm trying to feel bulk. my stomach digesting itself. I'm trying to cut, and it's really hard because I've just switched over to cutting from bulking. Ugh. Um, so that was my uh, my contribution of like that I've been eating Indian food recently, and I'm just just curious about this. Um, so mm. it's interesting that I apparently even lag behind, at least Alex, in terms of the number of poppadoms I order. Um, what have you been watching anything recently, Alex, that you'd like to critique? Oh, like in general? Oh man, yeah. Have you watched the uh, Sense Eight? No, I've heard good things. Yeah. So it's by the Wachowski siblings, Wachowski sisters now. Yeah, sisters. Um, yeah. And they um, have made, like, really, really, really good television. Mm. Um, I feel as though it's sort of what they had in mind for The Matrix, if The Matrix weren't constrained by sort of a three- or five-act structure that is sort of one film Mm. and then, like, a film trilogy. Having Netflix made it possible to tell, like, a really, really strong and confusing story my criticism of it, however, is that it's now over and they didn't fight more to have another series. <laughs> the Firefly really, problem. really, really good. Yeah, it was really good. I know stories should have a natural ending, but I really loved it. Like, it, it told some amazing, amazing stories, great insights into human nature and all that stuff. I'm not giving the story away mm. um, because I really want people to, to listen. To listen. I want people to, to watch it. Um yeah, it's just so good. It's been on my radar that one. That along with um, uh, Westworld, I've been floating around in my head recently because I still haven't seen any Westworld. And I think you, you, you need to watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know, I know. I just don't watch anything really these days. I, don't, I haven't watched TV for 
you ages. you you spend all your time telling me about all these niche youtubers um you need to start watching like netflix just do it all right yeah like well pixel girl and i've started watching love island because well she's started wow. watching it i've started being with her while she watches it watches it and like kind of getting sucked in because it's like incredibly effective at manipulating your brain um so yeah I'd, I'd much rather be watching the unbreakable kimmy schmidt or brooklyn 99 or, or something but yeah because i mean do you is is like netflix then your primary means of unwinding at the end of the day oh my god this is possibly the worst topic but no um because <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever my... do any unwinding yeah no i i, I come back from the lab at about six thirty, and then usually at the gym um for about nine thirty. So in that time, I will eat. I will uh, look at podcast stuff. So, like, I will I will put merch together, fulfill merch orders. People listening, we have merch. Um, plug, people plug, plug. on the Wikicast Discord, I gave you a very nice uh, discount code that some of you used. Uh, some of you abused, by the way, getting it sent to places like Australia. Um, like, <laughs> all right, join the club. Enough. Fair enough. I didn't expect it. Um, good hustle. Game recognized game, but also f*** you. Um, that's like 16 swears that Simon's going to have to edit out. Yeah, um, cheers, mate. It's not like I've got yeah. a seriously busy week or anything. No, no. I actually really like contributing to it because it means that you don't get to unwind like I don't. Um, just to add to that, cock. Lovely. Thank you. In any case, um, yeah. So Netflix, like, what's good? I can just jump in, and I know that what I'm watching with YouTube, I find it quite difficult. I don't know if you guys find this, but like, finding what I actually want to watch, mm. uh, and I think the issue is that because I know, you know, I know you, Simon, I know other creators and stuff, and you know, I sometimes create stuff on YouTube myself. I spend too much time looking at YouTube and going, oh, how they do that? Oh, how did they get there? I, I always think of things like a creator. Um, mm. And I find that really frustrating or, or knowing that, oh, that person didn't um, shoot that that day or that person, they, didn't, they don't naturally do that on their vlog um, mm. in their day-to-day life. They did that kind of especially for that vlog. So I, I've seen behind the behind the curtain and it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I've been designing my um, vlogging backdrop because I'm going to start, start sort of dedicating a corner of my office to the as the background of vlogs and i definitely want to emphasize that aspect of like this is all fake like mm. this is not a real backdrop this is not a representation of a uh, uh reality now what you should do is you should have uh vlogs where you just go through your counterattacks oh god yeah that that would really i mean that's trend you know that seo all over that mm-hmm. like that oh, yeah. that is going to be on the front page how about you dan how do you unwind Oh, I mean, I'm just I'm just quite boring, really. My idea of a fun... I was sitting the other day and fancied a, fancied a night, I fancied a night out in the ta- town, uh, sent out the kind of the social feelers to see if anyone was doing anything. There were a couple of things. I was like, <laughs> okay, this, uh, this, this could be an interesting night. Then got distracted because on BBC One, there was a back-to-back uh, Country File Antics Roadshow. Ooh. I was like, well, I'm probably just going to stay in. And I did. Uh, and had a nice discussion with Countryfile on Twitter, incidentally, which was quite fun. Um, <clears throat> and had uh, had quite a bit of gin. So, you know, usually it's it's watching kind of mundane stuff. The, the, the kind of stuff that would appease a 65-year-old middle-aged man um, is usually my go-to. To be fair, gin is the worst. What? I, 
No, no, no. It's it's really yummy. Oh, right. But, but, <laughs> Christ. No, Things are going to get no, ugly. Do you want to go? It's, uh, it's, sorry, sorry. Did you just square up to me? I absolutely did, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, where's my popcorn? Hang on. Let me, <laughs> let me get this. So I'm, how is Jin the worst? I'm confused. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, you, you, you. No, don't. Uh, don't, don't ever. Not, not even in jest. Not even in jest, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not mad that, that you're doing it. I'm mad that you think you could. I mean, I am the most, <laughs> I am the most passive person that you'll ever meet. So. Yeah. So uh, what I want you to do is uh, much like Simon, uh, hands at 10 and 2, stay in your lane. So. Gin. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> throw it back from throw it back from saying it was it's the uh, it's the worst. No, I so I was at um, a gig on the weekend, um, and so after I performed, I was in the hotel the next day and trying to come back from middle of England um, all the way to Bristol, mm. and um, so Sunday trains sort of really bad, and I just missed the last one, and so I sat in the pub with a couple of mates. Um, they were also performing, and uh, you know we had enough time for about one drink. Necked the gin, uh, and ran back to the station. Everything was fine. Uh, took me about two hours, three hours to get home. By the time I got home, I didn't realise because you know this weekend was kind of hot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realise that. I was like, oh, I'm a bit tired. Oh, maybe it's because I've been working so hard and you know, had a gig yesterday. Um, no, the gin, like gin apocalypse, hit me. Mm. I was just passed out on the sofa after one gin. I felt like a forty-year-old man. Yeah, we, I mean, I felt we haven't even. Horrendous. I feel like we should at least reference the fact that our friend Peter once tried to convince everyone that gin and coke was a legitimate <gasps> choice. Yeah, incidentally called a joke for very good reason. <laughs> but, uh, is it nice? No. Well, he was convinced oh. it was. He, he, I remember he used to order it at Spoons, and they'd be like, "Wait, are, are you sure?" Like that sounds like it's a mistake. Last like, time no, he ordered no, it's it, really nice. he someone one of the one of the bastards had to come upstairs and go, "Yeah, we just had an order through on the Weatherspoons app. Someone's made a mistake and clicked gin and coke." <laughs> she went, "No, no, that, that's me." And she just looked at him with disgust and went, "Oh, okay," and left. It's amazing. <laughs> see, no, I can't see. I would be against anyway because I I I drink gin straight. I, really? Yeah, absolutely. But I go for anything with like a really high botanical or kind of spice count. So there's opia, which is re- it's a really nice curried gin. It's made with its main botanicals, coriander, um, and it's just oh, it's super great. Um, Silent Pool. I think Simon, you had some of that when you had lived here. Remember that blue, the one? Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Bottle? It was used to live in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, awesome. Where do you stand on slow gin, Alex? So I'm not a gin like aficionado. So okay. literally, I would just rock up um, to the pub, and if they ask me for a gin, um, I'll just point at one, yeah. and I'll say, I'll have that, single of that. And I have it with tonic water. I can't really handle it straight. Mm. I don't know how you can. That's ridiculous. Mm. I think, of, like, if I was drinking, like, a, you know, in a pub, it's usually, what, Gordon's, Edinburgh, Tangeray, something along those lines. In which case, probably drinking that straight less so, because it's not as flavorful as something with a high botanical count but nice. over ice it's it's like drinking something different it's like tell you what it's like it's like drinking really good tequila and really bad tequila good tequila is is enjoyable to drink um a cheap tequila is the stuff that kills you i mean i could say the same for um <clears throat> whiskey like i, I would never want to um i'd never want to drink jack daniels or something neat mm. 
but I would I, I drink good whiskey neat because it's actually enjoyable. Mm. I don't find myself drinking alcohol a lot. Yeah, we talked One, about this the other day at the gym, actually, didn't we? You, you yeah. really don't drink much. I don't know. I Yeah, I have maybe like 15 units of alcohol over the year, 10 to 15, if that. Like, over uh, the year? Yeah, over the year. Yeah, I'm not a huge drinker. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, because um, I... I've got epilepsy, um, mm. so I should you know, shouldn't be drinking anyway. Right. Um, but like even then, I find alcohol like just a bit boring. I don't like losing touch with my senses. Mm. I like having yeah. everything a hundred percent sort of going. Not in a like look at me, my body's a temple. More like a just I don't like not knowing if what I'm seeing is real. Yeah, you want that, that control. Yes. That being said, um, Simon, I'm going to trust you here. Beep. Um, anything after this point can't be used in the episode. And one of the reasons I don't really have alcohol a lot is because it makes me make bad choices, like going to takeaways and having things like four-piece chicken and chips with cheese. Mm. Ugh, man. Four-piece chicken and chips with cheese. You know what? If I had to kind of pin down my favourite takeaway and most common one, I think it would probably be I think it'd probably be that. Mine is actually pita bread with halloumi, like grilled Ooh. halloumi. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, like Simon, because you're a vegetarian. Mm. Um, what kind of takeaways can you have? Well, very little. Honestly, um, really? the, my, I'm basically limited to chips and cheesy chips. Because um, my, my preferred... Uh, <laughs> potatoes and more potatoes. cheesy potatoes. I'm basically Brian McManus. Um, so, oh, wow. <laughs> Not even, no hesitation. <laughs> Wow, damn. Is this how you burn bridges? Is that, is, is this, <laughs> wow, I didn't realise that we were we were going with the scorched earth policy. Oh, it's fine, no one listens to this. Exactly, no one listens to this podcast. It's not a problem. Um, yeah, because my, my takeaway of choice was a doner kebab. I f***ing love doner kebabs. And I used to get. I used to have them when I was just dead sober. I used, just used to have them for dinner um, from a place in Oxford oh, called Kebab Kebab. And, like, and I'd have them basically plain, just with um, chilli sauce. And it was like, it was super simple and I miss it so much because it doesn't, it's not really meat. I, I, it's just brown, <laughs> greasy deliciousness. Um, like Alex after the gym. And I just want it and I don't know why I can't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I are. Uh, wait, would you count a doner kebab as meat? Well, that's the thing, right? Because it is meat technically, but it's not really it also depends. Oh, it depends on where you're going, right? We when I lived in Australia, we, there was a really amazing Greek takeaway place down the road, and you'd see this guy. It was this one massive, burly, sweaty man um, <laughs> making these kebabs, and he would have been doing it for like I don't know, fifteen years. And he he didn't really speak any English at all, but you'd see him make these things, and it was like proper, like authentic doner kebab. Um, and then we get the stuff that you get like after a night out down in Exeter full of uni students and it is just like most of this food will isn't food it's yeah. just you know it's it's gristle it's kind of soggy yeah cardboardy cartilagey just yeah awfulness oh, i love it confound it's it all though. i love I mean, it though yeah, it's it's got to be done so so basically yeah I, that would be even if i wasn't drunk i would go and get that whereas now i i literally can only just get chips um, in mm. fact, my fast food consumption, full stop, has almost ground to a complete halt. Like, before, I was a massive fan of the bacon double cheeseburger at Burger King. Um, I hadn't had McDonald's for decades. 
Um, because I remember as a kid, I just made a one-time decision. I was like, I don't like the way that they deforest the Amazon. I'm never going to have any of your products because obviously all their competitors were completely oh, different. Oh, 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 that's a, that's a lie. Okay, you've, you've put airs and graces on about this. But I bet it was something like, oh, I didn't like my Happy Toy meal. No, it was genuinely environmental oh, thing. Oh, me, me, me. Oh, look at me. I'm Simon. At age six, I can make complex moral choices. Well, it was a stupid choice because I'd, obviously all their competitors were exactly the same. But like, I think it was because they were. It was like the classic when you're slightly younger and you're like want to be a little bit edgy. And it's like, yeah, f- big business and like McDonald's and Coke and like the big businesses. But I was already addicted to Coke by that point, so I couldn't stop that. Um, so yeah, I, like I used to be a fan of fast food, whereas now I will have Subway. Um, and I, I can get kebab van chips, and that's even like they do do veggie burgers sometimes, but they're always a disappointment. They're always just I've, like someone's uh, like just compressed a can of vegetables into a patty. Your problem with that is well, it's just I don't want that. I want a burger if I'm in that state. I don't want I don't want a compressed rabbit meal. I want. Have you been seeing these you know, ones, these veggie burgers that are like super high end, and they're trying to recreate the kind of the texture of meat yeah I, i've had them to make it bleed and all this really weird apparently i've had them before nice. and like sometimes i remember i had one once in london and i asked them to take it back because i was like oh you're giving me a meat meal yeah. like i was so, i was so convinced <clears throat> they actually had to come up the chef had to come out and reassure me no that is a veggie burger um like it depends like there are two arguments right you know you either recreate the the meat as closely as possible for the enjoyment of it or you accept the fact that it's a different thing and it's never going to be like a a burger really and you just do your own thing with it um and sometimes that's fine and like the linda mccartney stuff is really nice um Mm. but i don't know i can enjoy both basically but like yeah if it's too close like the really high-end stuff it can be a bit unnerving isn't lin isn't linda mccartney the woman who has the massive anti-vax thing. Oh, please don't that... tell me that. Oh, please say it is. She please was the, she was the wife of, of Paul McCartney. Uh, okay, I don't think she has a massive problem with anti-vax. You know why? Oh, wait, I'm thinking Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, because she died oh, in 1998. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm thinking Jenny McCarthy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Ooh. We're all good. Okay. That's a shame. Um, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, God yeah. bless you, Linda okay. McCartney, for for dying and for making great vegetarian products. Okay, let's let's bounce back to something away from food, please, because yeah, well, I'm well, so like hungry. Cri- critics' corner. Um, you know what I'd like to criticise now? What pollen? Because it's a fucking. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Holland. No, pollen, said- not Holland. I was like, wow, wow, <laughs> Simon. When it's really strong, wanna- are the Dutch. <laughs> Wow, you really want to do that? You really want to start geopolitical? It really did sound like Holland. I mean, I assumed that I misheard, but yeah, strong. Holland can do one. You've had, you you have suffered from hay fever since time in memoriam, Simon, is that right? Yeah, and uh, some year, you know, it it does vary from year to year. And Hmm. I I particularly suffer from, I'm allergic to grass pollen, uh, which, and right now is the season of grass pollen. uh, And it has been awful the past, um, like month or so it has been genuinely awful i've been sat here doing this podcast in in fucking swimming goggles to try and protect my eyes mm. <laughs> see right. i've never i've never had hay fever both of both my younger brothers uh get it and they usually get it really badly and i've always been fine up until this year where in the in the past maybe two weeks like last night i was just saying um, before we started recording hit me like a fucking truck just 
I've never experienced hay fever before, so I didn't, I've now fully sympathised as to how kind of just awful it is. But like properly itchy eyes, sneezing every maybe 15, 30 seconds. It's just horrific. So I'm now having to go through and try and find which hay fever tablets are going to be right. Because you know, there's, there's, there's two different active ingredients, aren't there? Uh, yeah, well, there's a few. There's acrofastine, there's loratadine, and then there's another one. P- 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 there's one beginning, one beginning with P. I can't remember. Yeah. Pyrites is the one with... I think that's what I'm currently using, and that seems to be working quite well. But the most annoying thing is we're at this kind of time of year where university is wrapping up. There's loads of different societies going out and having end-of-year meals, and you kind of catching up with friends and having a drink down in the gorgeous weather. As soon as you have a drink, it renders the um, renders the the tablets completely useless. I mean, like, I, I definitely f***ed it this weekend because... Um... I went, as I said, back to the West Country. I was camping in a field made of grass uh, mm. in the middle of grass pollen season when I was allergic to grass pollen. And I came oh, back damn. and my eyes, I look like I've been punched repeatedly in the face. Like, I, because I come out in like a rash around my eyes when it's really bad. Um, I just look <laughs> awful. Absolutely. Even worse than normal. Um, yes, Simon. That's what you tell them. A rash. It yeah. is. It is it, well, no, it, the, like, it doesn't, it's not like an extended rash. It's weird. It's almost like a set of markings. Um, that, that's that's right, Simon. Don't tell them about the Fight Club. Yeah, a set of markings. <laughs> the first rule of Pollen Club is is. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I, 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 it's been really bad because of that, obviously. But oh god, it's been so bad. Like, because you you've been noticing it, Dan. Pixel Girl's been noticing it. She doesn't have hay fever. Mm. Um. Like, I mean, have you noticed it, Alex? No, I'm 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 a functional human being. Sorry. You lucky swine. I have been up until this year, and it's just yeah. I was reading an article um, in The Guardian about apparently how this year has been far more susceptible. And they've had, I think they said something like 30 or 40 percent of over 70 year olds have been coming in complaining of having hay fever symptoms like really badly. And they've never had hay fever in their life. Wow. So some, wow. something in the air, which, as you can I mean, the NHS is stretched as is. But people at that age coming in with, you know. I mean, it's it's like, I guess it's just because there's, there's such a concentration in the atmosphere. There's so many particulates that it's just triggering other respiratory Physics. problems. Because, well, interestingly, <clears throat> that's the um, uh, Met Office is now concentrating more on pollen than it has before because I, that's more profitable for them. Because after mm. they lost the contract to do the BBC's weather, I, I believe I'm right in saying, they've chosen to focus more on their particulates game. So that means pollution and stuff like pollen. Um, yeah. Because, you know... It's, there's there's more of a market for it, I guess, and you know you, it needs. That's like a, an accurate forecast of that is just as important as whether it's going to rain or not to some people. Um, like I don't have it as bad as I have a friend who has to be prescribed stuff because he gets it so bad. But um, Gosh. like yeah, it's you know it's important. It is important stuff. Uh, the, you know I'm I'm relatively lucky. I, I know it could be a lot worse for me. I'm going to upset the uh, the theme of critics' corner that has been for today and actually review something that I've watched. Don't you so- dare. Is that allowed? I guess. If you have okay. to. Um, I recently rewatched um, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Was Anderson. Haven't seen it in like maybe a year and a bit now. Okay. I, was, I thought you said you'd never, you'd not seen it before. And... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's Wes Anderson. I'm considering yeah, doing That's why I was shocked. I've seen... <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah, I, I rewatched it again. It's just a f***ing masterpiece. Also, I've never noticed that whenever there's a newspaper featured, it's a different newspaper and they've all got hilarious names oh is it like it's a, it's the different brand of newspaper yeah they, it's a different publication each time and they're all really hilarious oh, like the right. trans the the transatlantic yodel is one and <laughs> this, like this they're really clever um 
it's very cool. I actually just ordered a book on Amazon about his. It's like a, it's a collection of his five works that go into kind of the the process behind him writing them all. And I read a really cool article about you know the really obscure, overly kind of uh, image ridden and and kind of deep poetry that goes through i think there's one that's like when questing once through noble wood of gray medieval pine i came across a tomb rain slicked ethereal it's you know like it's just and it's just him messing about but he was talking about kind of why he was doing those and how he's actually gone on and written more and might be releasing a publication of poetry and oh okay for an english student that's right up my street so but yeah amazing film if you haven't seen it go and see it i haven't seen it i'm gonna go see it it is a very very good film because I haven't seen a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. We, we've talked about him to death on this podcast. Like, yeah, I he's love like a, our unofficial director of choice. Yeah. Um, I actually, well, though, on the subjects of getting delivered stuff, I got Homo Deus delivered today, which I'm, I was excited to add to my extended yeah, yeah. reading pile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, actually, Ooh. I was sent a bunch of books by... Um, it was a press, basically. Oh, that's another book by... I realised I, I was just looking at the picture I put on Instagram of... Um, plug, plug, uh, plug. On my Instagram of uh, all the books of my to read pile and mm. um, Icon Books, that was it, um, sent them to me. And I'd already bought another one of theirs, but they sent me um, a bunch of books just randomly in the mail. They were like, if you want mm. some review copies, here, have some books. I was like, oh. yeah. all right. I've actually just finished, now that all of the kind of exams and assessments are done, I've been reading for pleasure, which has been super nice. Um, Ed, my housemate for my christmas and birthday combined got me an 1812 pocket edition of milton's paradise lost which is super cool and every now and then there'll be like a scribbling on a page of you know the the, given the kind of the flowing script i imagine it's pretty bloody ancient which is amazing i finished that and i finished noam chomsky's understanding power oh um, now what's that like because i really really it's really good i've got so i've currently got his understand understanding power and the essential chomsky and every now and then I'll pick up and maybe read an essay or two. But I actually sat down and, and properly smashed through it. And it's super, super cool. Um, every now and then it gets a little bit heavy into kind of, especially the kind of like post-Cold War economics. You'll be reading the essays and be like, oh, I'm starting to kind of lose interest now. But he, the way that it's written and it's such and it's such a kind of like a, a back and forth dialogue style that it, it's, it doesn't become so dry as you want to put the book down. But he's a fascinating man. Have you read any Chomsky, Alex? I, like, I, I try not to... I really wish I have. I, re- I really wish I had, because I'm at the point now where I'm like, I, I should know more about political discourse. I should know more about ideologies. I should know more about what makes people tick in a grand societal term. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the closest... I've got to geopolitics on a wide scale, so like a non-African scale, is things, I think, books like um, Prisoners of Geography. That's a fantastic uh, book, yeah. Yeah, that. that's a really good book. It's one of my favourites. Um, but then most of my books I'm interested in are sort of post-colonial Africa or mm. um, how <laughs> politics has shaped Africa and shaped um, the Middle East and stuff. So I'm just reading right now um, The uh, Fortunes of Africa, which is pretty good. I'm reading Silk Road. Um, that's oh, a really that's good meant to, book. Oh, that's meant to be excellent, yeah. Mm. It's a really excellent book. And I'm also reading... Uh, there's one more about the Middle East that I'm reading um, that's just fantastic. And yeah, I think I've just finished Barcelona. Um, that's a pretty good book. Um mm. 
But yeah, um, if you haven't read Prison of Geography, Dan, I suggest reading it. Yeah, um, it's my list. It's really good. Um, also, okay, one book that I think both of you will like. It's Inferior. Right. To what? It's about, um, it's called Inferior, and it's how science got women wrong. So, oh. yeah, I, I saw uh, you've got Testosterone Rex yes. in that um, pile of books that you're reading. Oh, also, shout out to the fact that you you uh, like to flex uh, on Instagram uh, by showing all the books you're reading. Look how clever I am. No, no, no. Look at all the books. I... No, no, no. That's all the books I <clears throat> need to read. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Books no, I had for we, 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 all know, we all know what this is. I'm flicking through the comments right now. Um, just a just a little roast on Simon. The first one is people like, oh, the good immigrant. I'm like, yep, welcome for that. Um, <laughs> people underneath, oh, yes, I'd hoping you'd post something like this so I could get some inspiration. Uh, more people, oh, thanks to your list of recommended books, I now have bought two. Uh, Follow up book review on Homer Deus. Ah, oh, Flatland, I see you're a man of culture, Dr. Clark. <laughs> nah. Nah, yeah, yeah, Simon, sorry. Uh, any sort of endorphins that you're going to get from reading those comments now be tainted by the fact that you've got me roasting you in the back. No, 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 I, 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 don't worry. I read them in the same voice in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is amazing, especially the book Eureka. How long do you intend to finish reading? I don't know. I don't know how long I, I intend to finish reading. That, that isn't a flex. That's me being, I really need to get back on reading. Like, I have very nearly finished The Good Immigrant. I've got two essays left. Um... So that I'll finish that by the end of this week, hopefully. Good, then send it back to me, please. I will, I will, yeah. I actually had a guy compliment me on the train about that. There was a guy from, if I had to guess, like the Caucasus? Like kind of Armenia, that kind of way? Um, And like noticed I was reading it, was like, that's a very important book, I'm glad you're reading it. And I was like, oh, well, you know, don't thank me, thank my friend Alex. I would have been clueless otherwise. I hope you said all of that. Good. Good. And then I and then Everyone I scratched has... this dog behind the ears because he had a great dog. Oh, okay, that's that's fine. Um, but you guys, how long does it take you guys to finish reading like a three hundred page book? Um, I think it's if it's very much dependent for me anyway. If I'm reading <clears throat> for pleasure or not, often at oftentimes certainly with some of the classics texts that I've got to read, especially the the like narratives rather than like collections of poetry or whatever, they get so heavy and so I get so bogged down that it takes ages. If I'm if I'm reading a book and I'm really liking it, probably like a day, yeah. maybe two days, because I will just sit and read and not do anything and finish it and then go okay cool and then kind of move on. Um, given that I get to do that because that's kind of my degree. Like if I if I'm enjoying a book, which basically means is it published by the Black Library, I will demolish <coughs> it in a day or two days. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's a relatively dense book, it can take months. Especially if I'm just not feeling it, it's like I I I feel like I should be reading this rather than yeah. I really want to read this. Then yeah, it's like it can mm. be a very long time. Because like I had something recently that I thought you know after my PhD started, um, I'd never be able to read for pleasure. Um, until it's all done and dusted. Mm-hmm. But I was reading um, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Oh, by yeah, Rennie. I remember seeing that in the shop, yeah. Yeah, um, it's by Rennie Edo Lodge. Uh, if you haven't sort of read it, it's really good because it's got a really great insight on sort of <laughs> multiculturalism in the UK and how power dynamics work and all this and all that. Um, and I demolished that and that's sort of 200 pages plus i demolished that from paddington to bristol wow yeah it's an amazing feeling and just a a kind of like a 
blissful experience when you do find a book like that where you can just sit and you time become like almost stops and you you quantify it as kind of like oh i picked it up and now i'm finished and it just so happens that it's been this amount of time you just kind of forget i remember so vividly um when to, to kind of lower the the, the intellectual tone um harry potter and the cursed child came through in the yeah post. boy <laughs> oh man and I just, I, compl- I, I, I remember, yeah, you, you'd left about, and Simon had gone to campus, and I, I was just sitting at home. It came in the, came in the post, uh, courier delivered, and this was the, the post I actually tweeted at, at um, the Royal Mail because the guy who was delivering it must have been delivering, delivering several of the same copy and knew what <laughs> oh, I was yeah, getting. Yeah. And um, oh, I can't remember what he said now. He said, um, I, I opened the door and said, "Oh, morning," and. He looked at me and was like, morning, Harry, enjoy. And then gave me this book and I signed for it and left. And was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but I sat and I, I maybe two and a half, three hours on the sofa, didn't move, didn't eat, didn't drink, didn't like hardly breathed. It's just such an amazing thing. It's you opened the front page and you were just like. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. I get such like such vivid flashbacks to me like. In, you know, in my kind of childhood years when I was reading those books and they were such a massive, massive part of my kind of upbringing. I was ju- it was just the same. And I hadn't, I hadn't had that experience since, like, you know, since the last book would have come out or when I was sitting in the back of a car and mum and dad had driven me down to the midnight release of the book and I was sitting with a little torch reading it. And it's, yeah, it was lovely. I mean, I definitely did this with The Great Gatsby. I remember I demolished mm. that on in a flight to... Ooh, where was I going? Uh... France? I'm not even sure. It was like quite a short flight, and I remember I mm. I just demolished that book because um, I only read it relatively recently. It was only a couple of years ago. That that is one of the best feelings, isn't it? Where you're mm. just like you're just so in the groove. The rest of the world just falls away, and you're not even. It's not even like you're seeing the page. The <clears throat> the concepts and the sentences are just going straight into your brain. It's like yeah. you've just plugged a yeah. cable into the book, and mm. you know you're downloading it. Uh, I I remember like having that feeling, you know. N- before um well, i'm no longer talking to white people about race um with the martian oh yeah i did that with the martian yeah. as well yeah yeah i read that i was given it by my cousin when we were all flying from uh london to ghana we had a stop off in morocco and we were stuck in uh casablanca for like three or four hours and i just demolished that book um like properly got into the groove it was only when we sort of started getting on the plane I was in maybe the last chapter, and it was a bit rocky reading it. And also, the last chapter is a bit convoluted. Um, were you doing the thing but, where you're like you're walking to the place you need, you know, you need to go, but you're still reading? Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever been on flights um, where people around you are very, very, very angry and are willing to show it to you. But this flight has been delayed a bit, so um, we had all these um, African aunties um, like at four in the morning, just <laughs> mad as. F- Mm. Um and anyone could get it. And I was there sort of banging into people's hand luggage and I was getting cussed out in multiple languages. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna like b- back away and finish the Andy Weirathon later. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read but, Artemis? No. I have read it. Like I've got maybe I've got halfway through it and it's it's on my side shelf. Because right now with um why aren't you a doctor yet, the podcast that I have mentioned, um we are <laughs> getting a lot of books in for review um so those have sort of taken a bit of precedent um and that's been 
fun, but like it's blurring the lines between reading for pleasure and reading for work. Yeah, yeah. Now, the is like, like I did a review on my Goodreads. Like it shows where he's good at writing. What you know, as in why the Martian was so successful because it doesn't have a lot of the elements that are in Artemis. Um, <laughs> like, you know, there's there's multiple characters uh, who interact like normal people, uh, allegedly. And, you know, like, the, he, he clearly... Well, because we both went to this live event, didn't we? Where we, we met him and um, he was talking yeah. about the economy. And you can tell that that book was an excuse to have an extended, like, research session on how the economy of a moon base would work. Like, he yeah. wasn't so interested in the story. And that shows through. In the same way that, like, The Martian was, like, an excuse to do that scene from Apollo 13 just for an entire book and trying to get a guy off Mars, which was amazing. I'm not personally quite so interested in the economy of a moon base. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a three-star book. It's fine. Like, it's okay. It's like my haircut. Flawed. Mm. Like, it's not amazing, but it's all right. Did, it, did you ever end up reading the Red Mars Trilogy. No, it's not. Again, that's on my Goodreads as a to, as finished, a to read. I finished Red Mars. I finished the first one a couple of months ago, and I haven't actually got back into the the, the next two. But that was a that was bloody good. Because is it Red Mars, Blue Mars, Green Mars? Is that the order? I think it's Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue, Blue Mars. Mars. Okay. Yeah. Like um, my my want to read list is. Um, I don't even know. Saddeningly long. Yeah, like because I just I keep seeing books or people recommend them to me, and then I I, I you know or I'll, um I'll I'll sort of be browsing Goodreads and just see something interesting. Uh, mm. So I have sixty books on my to read list. Oh my god, mate! Don't 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 pay for them. Just... <laughs> just go to the library. I really should. No, get publishing houses to send it to you. I should. Yeah, actually, to be fair, I own some of these already. I just haven't got around to reading them, and like. Some of them, like for example, Fermat's Last Theorem, I've seen it but I've not read it. Um, mm. uh, Guns, Jones, and Seal, I've seen it but not read it. Um, like some of these are textbooks. Some of these are uh... oh, Homo Deus is on there. Well, hey, I can actually remove one. Um, like Silk Road is on there. Um, yeah. White Teeth, Noughts and Crosses, Kokoro, Kite Runner. You haven't read Noughts and Crosses? No, no, these are all my to read. I want to read these. Yeah, but you haven't read it. No, it wasn't. I know it was one of those classic books that you get set in school, but it, it wasn't in our school. No, I haven't read I never, it either. I never got it set, but it was just like one of those things because, you know, having, at least for me, you know, an uh, author who's a black woman who's written something so popular. Yeah, like it, yeah. It swept like wildfire. Yeah, well, I remember as a kid, like, that was the one that permeated into my brain that was like, oh, there's a book that's been written about race for young adults. I should probably read that at some point. Uh, mm. And then I was too busy reading Warhammer books and I just never got around to it. Um, also, she she wrote what was it uh, Pig Heart, Pig Boy Heart? Was that her? Stuff. I feel as though that was her. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and yeah, stuff that was turned into like CBBC uh, movies and and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, because I remember Pig Heart Boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was good stuff. Like she wrote some really great things. Um, but how do you guys buy books? Do you buy them like as you go along in the year? Like, cause I do a thing where I buy all of my books in like February. Oh, I am, a, next I am a terrible impulse book buyer. Like, oh, if no. I go in a bookshop, I'm almost certainly going to come out with a book. Yeah. Like, I am dreadful yeah, I kind of, at that. that. I have to do mine through the year because certainly at the you know, starts of academic years with doing a degree like English and classics, the amount of money you have to spend on set text for the year and kind of, and, you know, just your other things, which doesn't really give you much time to read for pleasure anyway. It'll usually be a case of maybe around... The, the end of kind of second term when we've got a bit of time off I might do like a big bulk 
Waterstones order or an Amazon order or something, <laughs> and kind of get and get a load in, getting kind of ready for the summer. Um, otherwise, I'm the same as Simon. I'll go into a se- secondhand bookshops are my worst thing because they're so cheap, and you're like, oh, we just walk out with you know twelve new books. I like that we're talking about getting ready for summer, and it's just like, oh yeah, I, I'm going to bulk buy books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the best. Like and when you uh, when you cut, beach, it's like it's I, like donating I, all your books to the secondhand uh, shelf or the, or the charity I, shop. Yeah, I need to I need to do a bookshelf cut. Yeah, I'm I'm cutting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I do know now that I'm sort of at the uni of Bath, being in a place where it's so affluent and so old and people die, um, like <laughs> secondhand shops, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, true, actually, I can imagine. We've got some amazing ones down in Exeter. In fact, there's one brilliant one, which is next to a British Heart Foundation uh, shop, where you can, there's a whole section of just old music, which for someone who, you know, loves it, but then also, you know, conducts a choir and dabbles in loads of other things, finding just cheap scores for for stuff. I, I sang the Brahms Requiem recently, and I managed to pick up my own really nicely bound copy for like a pound. I was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, that's a steal. Yeah. yeah, same. I've got my, I've now got my own novello edition of the Messiah, um, but like a vocal edition score. So it's the same size. It's it's the same exactly the same score as ones that we would have been using uh, in the concert, but it's just slightly smaller. So it's more comfortable to hold as you go through in your, the in entire because your... the whole thing goes on for ages. Mm. Um, you know, all the GNS stuff. There's loads of things there. Um, yeah, you can pick up some amazing things. Right. I have no point of reference for any of that, but okay. from what you sound, I, I, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, you yeah. Say, but you both sound super happy. Yeah, it's it's an absolute. As Simon says, it's a bloody steal because you'd be pay if you were ordering one yourself, you'd probably be paying like fifteen, eighteen quid for a copy. Yeah, at least for a big work yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to a, the the Brahms Requiem though. It's it's, it's Einar Deutsch's Requiem, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's, it's in German. It's it's really good. Really like Brahms. We should really move on. We've been recording for nearly two hours. <laughs> Fine, I'm gonna. I'm I'm going to take this moment though to recommend to your uh, listenership uh, and you two some music that isn't 400 years old. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. We like Whitaker. You you wanted to get into hip hop, Simon. Yes. And Chance okay, the Rapper I, specifically, you recommended for me. I remember. So yeah, you like Chance the Rapper, uh, Dan. What sort of music do you like that isn't chain like music? Coral. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm big into like acoustic stuff, but I imagine for something that's closer. Do you know um, Wolfpack? Who? What? Wolfpack. V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. I do not. It's like, uh, how would you describe them? Um, Hang on, let's see what iTunes is going to tell me. Funk. You like funk? Yeah. Okay. You should listen to... You should listen to Tupac, Nas, A Tribe Called Quest... Um, I would suggest for both of you listen to MF Doom. Um, yeah, I've been, there was a Vo- Vox did a video on MF Doom actually about like why he was so good. Y- y- sure, um, you can. Yeah, yeah, I, he he is good. Um, he um, any oh, particular song also, of MF Doom? Actually, just go through all of his discography. Just click random, random okay. his discography, and you'll find something that you like. That's how I got into MF Doom. Because he's, um, was he? Pati- I'm right in saying he's particularly like rhythmically complex. That sounds like something Vox would say. Yeah. 
right, fair. I, I, we, we, can, we can play the game where you pass off things that you've heard on, on YouTube as your own opinions. No, no, no. That's, that, that wasn't, I wasn't pretending to be an opinion. That was me trying to remember what the video says. Um, no, no. But um, also, just for, from UK, I'd suggest listening to uh, Loyal Kana. So L-O-Y-L-E Kana. Mm-hmm. Um, he's absolutely amazing. Um, if you're a fan of the more urban uh, take, listen to some grime. Um, I would suggest What's your listening take on to Stormzy, Jay- by the way. Oh, me personally, I I love yeah. Stormzy. I know that um, who is it? Sally LePage, uh, guest that you had on. Uh, not a not a fan of Stormzy. She once tweeted that Stormzy not for her. Or maybe it was Skepta. I don't know. Either way, I took umbrage with it. Um, and realise that perhaps... And McGonagall, and Snape. Sorry. Ha, Potter references. Uh, you forgot Vector, uh, Sprout, um, Trelawney, Lockhart, Lupin, Quirrell, Moody. Grubbly Plank. Grubbly, Grubbly Plank. Plank. Yeah, he taught, was it, Care of Magical Creatures before Hagrid. And then he retired, Boom. yeah, and Hagrid took over. Slug bam, 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 bam. Grubbly Grubbly Plank was filling in. The the one before that was Kettleburn. Kettering. That's that's it, Kettleburn. Kettering yeah. is in I don't know Kettle. Anyway, I shouldn't know this much about Harry Potter. It's Why do I know fine. this much? Why so, do I know this much? I don't know. Now you said grime earlier. Yeah, sorry. I'm okay, yeah. you you speak. I'm gonna think about why I know so much about niche Harry Potter topics. I mean I'm <laughs> man after my own heart. Um Am I autistic? I don't, I don't like grime. Oh my god, maybe I'm autistic. I don't think I like grime. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm trying to think. That's a love, very blanket statement. I'm aware. But I love the way you said it. Right after I said, uh, "Fired shots." Am I at autistic? Page. I like. I don't like grime. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just, just. Uh, yeah, I know. Back to it. Yeah. What, what grime have you listened to? I don't know because it's always been played at me. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah, then. So, I would suggest listening as a start to popular stuff. So, listen to JME. Okay, J-A. I imagine you're like him. Uh, I would listen to... Are you a fan of Pokemon? Yeah. Listen to his song, The Very Best. Uh, it's basically him showing you he can be hard as hell on any beat, talking about anything, and he's talking about his love of Pokemon. Is this um, is this still JME? Yep. So I should search JME Pokemon? Yep. And he's absolutely incredible. Um Skepta is always a good shout, but if you're not a huge fan of Grime, I'd suggest starting with his brother, Jack Jeremy. Um, Stormzy makes great stuff. Um, you know, his last album, incredibly popular. Um, and, you know, it has quite a lot of um, variety. So he's got sort of quite a lot of gospel influences in there. So if you like choral music, um, you might like some of the arrangements in there. Mm. Um, and it's got you know, some bits have a bit more of an R and B style vibe. Um, right. You know, it's not drill music. Um, yeah. I realise that that reference would be lost on both of you, so let's move Absolutely. past it. I'm just, um, I'm just sitting there nodding and smiling. Mm, yes, that. my, I feel like whenever um, you see footage of like Prince Philip or Prince Charles, just way, way out of depth just sitting there <laughs> you mean like at the royal wedding top pocket just kind of smiling going oh, okay lovely like at the royal wedding when Wait. they had a uh, a black reverend 
Oh, you, oh God, that's so hilarious. funny. Yeah. Have you seen the um, bad lip sync to that? No, no, because no, nothing is funny. funnier than than the concept of uh, having him there already. It was it was beautiful to watch. Genuinely, both of you look into hip hop. You like hip hop both from the US and the UK, um, and some grime, which isn't really hip hop. Um, it's familiarly an offshoot of, I'd say, garage and. Yeah, I did know a, that bit. I, I I remember I looked at the family tree of this once. Yeah, there you go. Learn new things. Um, right, but anyway, <laughs> we, we have anyway, been going for like two music. hours. We should probably like draw a curtain over Critics Corner because yeah. Jesus Christ, this is going to be a record-breaking episode as it is. Um, was there something you wanted to finish there, Alex? Sorry, I, I did kind of. No, no, no. Just just listen to more stuff. Um, please listen to more stuff. Have your references be more than. Uh, strange choral music requiems and proust um you know you can you can do it i believe in you well, bring your references into the 21st century you say that i've been i've um i added something called scrub scrubbler is it to um my browser so it keeps track of what i've been listening to and um uh, like it is interesting like i do actually touch on quite a few genres but i do want to keep expanding like i because i've been making a conscious effort to listen to more recently mm-hmm. uh, i will anyway sorry yeah I've, i'm i'm being um, doing the thing I said that we shouldn't do. Right, that's in a critic's corner. Have another break if you're listening to this, because Jesus Christ, we've been at it for hours. It's time for Patreon corner now. <laughs> Top lad. So for this week's Patreon corner, we have something of a special event because, well, Dan, would you like to explain your predicament? Well, Simon, I'm so glad you've asked, and we're informing everybody else. So it's the uh, it's the last week of term here in Exeter. Uh, and it's the last cheesies of of term, which is a which is a night out in uh, Unit One, uh, formerly Arena, which is a marvelous establishment. Uh, and Cheesy Tuesdays is basically a night a, a night of nineties uh, to kind of two thousands bangers, uh, and it's hilarious and uh, a lot of fun. Um, it's tonight, and we're still recording because if you haven't already sussed out, this is a bumper episode. Uh, so what I'm going to do is rather than going to my pre's, which I'll now be late. For I'm just going to start it here. We're just going to have pre's now. So if you'd like to join, um, find a beverage of choice. Can be tea, can be water, can be uh, a late bottled vintage port from 2012, which is what I'm probably going to kick things off with. Well, you have a variety um, of things in front of you. Am I right in saying several, several things? So yes. what we're going to do is for Patreon corner is we're going to I'm going to read out the list of patrons who have supported us as top lads, and um, Dan's going to decide what name your name sort of sounds like in drink form, and then he's going to take a drink of what your name is like we're gonna get dan drunk basically that's that's this week's patreon corner so uh simon roughly how many patrons do you normally have in patreon corner uh 30 we have 30 top lads well um dan Mm. prepare for um i don't know what's the correct scientific term here to get gazeboed you're gonna get mate yeah here we go all right, so let's kick things off. Thank you very much to the following people who support us on patreon.com forward slash the wikicast. Thank you to Marat Vakira Punyawat. Uh, that's going to be uh, Jägermeister. Of course. Uh, thank you to Fee Gascoigne. Uh, Grey Goose Vodka. Oh, bloody hell, mate. You're, I do not envy your stomach. Thank you to Henry Brewster. Uh, Malibu. Are you actually drinking these? No, I'm not actually drinking. I'm just I'm si- sipping on a slow gin. No, 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 no. That's not how this works, Daniel. <laughs> I don't have it. I do not have enough. I don't have enough of a of a drinks cabinet to go through. No, no, no. You got you got to do at least one shot 
Well, no, not every... a shot. You, you have to take a drip, like a sip of what these respective people remind you of. They've given you money. The least you can do is drink. Right, well, I've just emptied the rest of the slow gin into a pint glass, so... Oh, what, you're doing this all in one? <laughs> that should... Well, no, I'll take a sip after each one. By the end of it, this should all be gone. Okay. We like to drink with Daniel, because Daniel, Daniel is our mate. mate. And when we Peer drink pressure, Daniel, it's a wonderful he thing. likes to masturbate. What? That's nice. how it goes. Thank I'm you. Still to... Going to ass- I'm still going to assign a drink to each, each listener, though. Oh, I was going to say, for Henry Brewster, it's got to be beer. Anyway, thank you to Lewis Watson. Angostura Bitters. Thank you to Eric Davis. Ooh. Um, Eldorado Rum. Thank you to Billy Tolson. Kraken Spiced Rum. How's this all going down, by the way, mate? It's lovely. Feeling it's really, good? really quite nice. Well, it's fine, because this, this slow gin is f***ing delicious. Oh, all right. Oh, you've got a lot more to get through. Uh, thank you to Elliot Conway. Absolute Vodka. Thank you to Ben McMurtry. It's McMurty, Simon. No, there's an R in there. There's two R's in there. What? Maybe I think of a different person. It's That's already happened, folks. I, sh- I should, I should, I mean, I, I knew him for... Oh, holy yeah, that's totally right. I've never said his name right. <laughs> I've been Amazing. calling her Crandall. Oh, I'm, su- I'm super sorry, Ben. That's that's my bad. Um, Bundaberg, rum. You Bundaberg. Um, thank you very much to David Scahill. Old Tom Gin. Thank you to the Moustache Man. Silent Pool Gin, my favourite gin. Oh, and he is a he's a lovely man. Thank you to Habiba Amjad. Sipsmith Gin. Thank you to Dan Hanvey. Oh, now Dan's gonna have something special. Dan can, Dan can have the late bottled vintage port 2012 Taylor's Divine. Oh. I mean, as, as is befitting, this is true. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you to Lachlan Woods. Uh, Quantro Liqueur. To John Mannion. Edinburgh Gin. Ooh. Thank you to Nick Webster. Bailey's. Bailey's. <laughs> How much of that drink have you got left now? Uh, about half. A pint. It's not quite a pint, but it's a. Not like a, it's a tall glass. Okay, so you're already quite a way in. Okay, I'm quite a way in. Thank you to Luke. We're about halfway through. <laughs> oh no! Thank you to Luke Thatcher. Uh, sake rice wine. Oh. I always thought it was sake. Independent adjudicator, uh, Alex. I'm pretty sure it's sake. Uh, sake. I've never been to Japan. Look, I don't know. Look, let's yeah, allow for one let's us. allow for pronunciation. None of us are Japanese. This is true. We are we are very not qualified to talk about this. Thank mm-hmm. you to Simon Torsef. Ginger beer. Oh, <laughs> you hear that, Simon? It's calling you a uh, oh, whatever. Uh, thank you to Alex Greer. Uh, Blackdown gin. To Jordi Eschendal. Bombay Sapphire gin. To Miles Cornfeld. Sailor Jerry spiced rum. Thank you to Matt Maguire. Avion Tequila. I love how I can tell in your voice that you're regretting this. Um, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, sorry, it's what I'm here for. Um, you're going to have a great time at, uh, at Cheesy's. Uh, Absolutely. And you're going to better pull out a special one for this because it's thank you to Emma Kavanagh. Uh, Emma Kavanagh gets, oh, he says, looking over to the drinks. Um, <laughs> to the drinks cabinet. Ten- ten- Tennessee Honey Jack Daniels. Ooh. Well, I wouldn't mm. wish that on my worst enemy. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Jay Wright. Potoki vodka. If you if you think so, thank you to Angela. Hang on, let me just Google alcohol. You you can you can oh. say the same alcohol again. Yeah, it doesn't have to be unique. Does it not? No. Oh, okay. Um, gin. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Kieran Kelly. 
Jin. Thank you to wonderful Stephen. Jin. Thank you to Tapio Kirkinen. Um, a nice red wine. Thank you to Davi Shram Vontabel. Jin. Thank you to Simon Vase. Whiskey. And thank you to Azagu Nagapan Nagasaravanan. Oh, see, Azagu needs, she needs a special one. Yeah. And so it's going to be... Chelas, uh, Chelas uh, Armagnac. Oh, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds divine. Why? But Google said that was a good one to say. So, <laughs> so thank you very much to all those who support the podcast. You make this possible. You pay for the hosting. You allow us to make merchandise, and you got Dan drunk. So, Hooray. thank you very much for that. I'm sure Dan will will you know also agree. Um, Amazing. And at a quick update on Team... Oh, my good giddy aunt. What is wrong with you people? Because... Come on. Team Cat have got 31 patrons, but Team Dog have got 34 patrons. Outstanding work, Team Dog. Exactly. Well done. Team Dog... Come on, Team Cat. Where are you? Back me up here, man. We need to... Oh, this is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Dogs are pack animals. So... Absolutely. Well, Team Cat, if you if you would like to support the podcast and you can spare a dollar a month to help to go towards our hosting and pay for our expenses, then go to patreon.com forward slash the wikicast and pledge your dollar to Team Cat, truly the superior household pet, and we will end the tyranny of the dog. Fat chance. Top lad. And we're back. So for Crisis Corner this week... I have sent, uh, we've anonymized an email that we've, been, we've received uh, with uh, Crisis Corner in the uh, subject line at uh, spongyelectrica.gmail.com. I've sent this to our fantabulous guest, Alex. And Alex, would you like to read out the crisis that one of our readers has found themselves in? And we will try and give some advice. All right. Boom, boom, boom. So, greetings, Messrs, Moore and Clark. It's Messrs, right? Not Masters? Yeah, Messrs. Messrs. All right, boom. Like Greetings, Mrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Throwback to earlier conversation. Because of your autistic levels of Harry Potter knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So. Hey, your words, uh, not mine. Wow, Simon, uh, that was so hurtful. Um, <laughs> uh, Greetings, Messrs. Moore and Clark, and fantabulous guest. Thank you. I have one fat dilemma, fat with a ph, on my plate. It's a real hot mess. You see, when I was born, my dad hadn't been in contact with most of his family for more than 10 years, so he decided to name me after his father because he didn't think he'd ever see him again. However, a year later, my dad got back in touch with his family. Absolutely nobody likes my grandpa because he's been very cruel to every person on that side of my family. Also, he's just a colossal dick. As I wasn't given a little name, my entire family calls me by a strange nickname. The relatives that know my actual name uh, loathe it. Some of them think that I'm somehow cursed because I'm named after my scummy grandpa. They're very superstitious. And either pretend I don't exist or treat me like crap. Nearly everyone in my family has no idea what my actual name is. As a result of this, I hate it when people refer to me by my legal name. So many of my friends call me by another, more western nickname at school because they know I don't like my legal name. I've mentioned to some of them that when I'm older I'd like to make my current name a middle name and have a different first name. However, one of my friends, who's white, thinks I'm being a colossal wuss and that I should learn to accept and love my name. She's told me that I'm trying to make myself seem more white to assimilate into my white English and middle class as heck private school by having a more Western nickname. FYI, I am none of these things. Mm. If I were to change my name, it would certainly be a name that would reflect my ancestry. Despite having told her so, 
she has told me that because it sounds less obscure, she thinks that this is the case. I'm really unsure as to what I should do. My name has been a large source of grief for me as well as my parents, but should I adapt to this or spend the money and effort to get it changed? Thank you for taking the time to read this. Yours, Anonymous. So, whoever this person is, this is... Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big dilemma, but it's not one that is uncommon. I know lots of people who've really? had issues like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, you're named after family, and like, you know, <clears throat> it's my family. I've got so many cousins, uh, so many people, and you've got names that are passed down, so you have people with the same first names, and one of the people can be a prick, um, and you can get confused. I've got two cousins called, you know, the same first name. I'm not naming names because... I'm because not, one of them's a massive pit, a massive prick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want that, but you know. So I get that. So yeah. one, you've got the family side of um, you know being named after one's grandfather, who, your words, colossal dick. Um, also, the strange nickname thing. I get that. I've been called strange nicknames by my family. It's annoying. Mm. Um, and I completely guessed the whole. Um, curse thing because again I, I yeah I get that um, and your friends calling you a more western nickname at school um, and that one friend thinks that you want to change your name yeah yeah that's a thing um, I don't know I, I'm giving my opinion I'll, I'll hold my opinion for a second Simon Dan what do you guys think <laughs> I mean, Dan, how how drunk are you feeling right now? Should I take the lead on this, or should I let you go before you descend? I mean, it's only it's been about it's been about what fifteen minutes. I, I'm, I'm fine for now. But yeah, but thanks you, for your concern. You have like the anatomy um, of a bird. Like stuff goes true. into your system very quickly. It, this is true. Um, I think in 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 reference to anonymous email, I have been at international schools for the vast majority of my kind of like secondary education so having friends in classes and knowing people who would just for ease's sake go by a western name or change their name due to kind of weird family traditions in fact my my own family is guilty of that weird thing we have this strange tradition that the eldest son of the eldest son of the eldest son of the right the way back to as far as we can go um of which i happen to be that uh, person the, we have the names Daniel and John passed down. So um, my dad's middle name is my name and his dad's name is his name. It's all very, very strange. Um, I happen to be one, of the, be one of the only ones who has both passed down. So it's it's a it's a really weird thing. Um, I think that your friend uh, who, who says, uh, what is it they actually go on to say? Um, thinks you're being a wuss and should learn to accept the name. Um, and thinks that you're trying to make your seem make yourself seem more white to assimilate into your kind of in- environment might be not kind of like fully appreciative of all the things that you've mentioned. Um, I think you know it, it's obviously whenever it's a family thing, there's such a tremendous amount of history and tradition that goes back that it's probably quite hard to explain to a stranger or someone who isn't part of that family the um, the traditions that go along with it. Um, the most important thing would be do do what you want to do, whatever makes you most comfortable. Um, it's a, a name is an incredibly incredibly personal thing. Um, uh, I've, I've had friends who, not because they didn't like their first name, but purely because 
because their 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 birth name is such an important thing to them that they don't like being referred to that especially if it's if it's a non-western name i had a friend uh at school in australia um who i'm still kind of in contact with which is kind of nice um he comes from a Greek background and his name was Spiridonis Nimerakiotakis, which, as you can imagine, at school, you he was just ripped into 24-7. So um, he changed his name to Rhys, which is in kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting, very, very different name. Mm. But there are equally friends who I've had who've just not wanted to be called by their first name because they consider it so personal. Um, the most important thing is you do what makes you feel comfortable. I mean, I've... if people don't understand that, but the background behind why you're wanting to change that, then either take the time out to see may- maybe having a longer conversation. Um, if they still disagree, then it's your decision at the I, end of the day. I mean, I'd say to the people that like, you know, there's this friend who's uh, said, you know, you're changing your name to be to be more Western uh, or, or whatever. White. So, yes, white, not Western. Um, f- them. Like, just do don't care what other people think about it. I like in terms of, you know, uh, whether they think you're you're trying to be. Uh, more white or not just if you if this is a personal thing to you and it's you know it's causing you grief because of an internal family issue i, I mean maybe this is a privileged position to say this but i'd say who, who cares like you know do what makes you happy like like dan says um i think we both agree that that whatever happens the person needs to do what they feel is best but rather than kind of disregard what that other person thinks because they do go on, they do say that it's a friend maybe take this opportunity to educate and say uh, well, actually you know what the, the, I, I kind of I hear your response let me tell you why I'm still going to go ahead with this because I feel like you don't fully understand the situation because they may grow as a part of that conversation rather than, than just kind of shutting down all discourse if you've already tried that then absolutely just you know try and put it out of your mind and do what you think is best but if it was a friend of mine who was saying saying something like that um i would want to go like okay no i kind of get that and maybe the maybe the trying to make yourself seem more white if it is a friend um is a kind of like you know that kind of rough and tumble banter that you have at school that they may have misjudged and then you because you're so close you you might be able to have a better conversation about it um Uh, so as someone who's gone through stuff like this yeah um so to the person who wrote in um for the person who said that you're trying to make yourself seem more white fuck them fuck them fuck them and fuck them um if they are a person of color um maybe they're going through some identity things or mm. they have some issues that they're trying to work through if they're white um tell them that they can stay in their absolute lane it's not <laughs> your job to educate uh you're using enough emotional energy working on the fact that your family are giving you grief um and for them for to for you to have to spend more energy explaining to people why you want to change your name or make whatever decision you want to make you don't need to do that um and if a person's coming to you and if they do know your like the background to it all or even if they don't if they value you as a friend they shouldn't be saying stuff like that because um saying oh you're trying to be more white. That's a properly hurtful thing. That's completely disregarding one's identity and saying, oh, you know, because you're doing this, you're white. Because you're, you know, acting like this, you're white. Um, and, you know, you're in a white English and middle class private school. Stuff is already difficult enough for you as it is. Um, so do not 
at all feel in any way like you have to educate these people or listen to sort of these people who you say are friends um, who are giving you any sort of nonsense. If they do that kind of stuff, just cut them off, vomit, move on, live your life. I mean, I I feel like it's possible that um, the white friend, because I think they did specify, Anonymous specifies that they were white. It's possible that they're just ignorant. It's not like malicious. It's not, you know, anything like that. I mean, and I feel like if I was that friend and I was just being ignorant, I want to be told that I was ignorant and then mm. have it explained to me. As Alex said, that is not your job to do that. You are using, you've got enough shit on your plate. Um, mm. But I, I don't know. But it might be something you feel comfortable doing given that you're friends. Yeah, if, if you that's, feel... That's, that's, that's the, yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying that like, you know, I'm, a, I'm incredibly conscious of not wanting to come across like someone being like, oh, you know, like maybe you don't understand your friend's position. This friend sounds like a complete but I mean to put it to put it bluntly, but equally, I think regardless of that, I, I, I discourse I think can only help rather than just rather rather than just completely closing down any communication because that friend is then going to go on assuming that oh you know I, I said this thing and they reacted badly wow that person's overly sensitive you know let's say if if that was the scenario. When if you know if it was a, if it was a friend of mine, and again I'm coming at this from a completely different situation, and I can't possibly understand the kind of the intricacies of a your relationship and b what you're feeling. But if it was a friend of mine, I'd want to kind of go, you know, make it very plain that what you've said is hurtful. This is my situation, and this is why you, as a white person, might not understand. I can't see how that discourse can do any more damage i think it can only serve to make that person like, <laughs> just just that person may either think if they if they if they don't get it after that then okay that's that's it <laughs> oh i love you dan my sweet summer child <laughs> well i mean no, i'm genuinely i'm genuinely interested to see why you're why you're why, you're, why you disagree so heavily like, i don't disagree but it, it, it you're like oh discourse it can't make it worse it can make it worse <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried it talking to a racist <laughs> among amongst two friends at, at school i mean this is that's i mean discourse can't make things worse is very easily to kind of take as a generalized statement and then apply to something different but in this specific situation i i genuinely can't see how how that could make things worse between those two individuals there. yeah it, it depends how close these people are um yeah. but from what this person said about the entire background and sort of how much emotion is wrapped up in the name mm. what one person thinks oh an offhand comment like i'm trying to make myself more white mm. um and especially this this friend um who's saying that you know she sh the the um, this person should learn to ex you know love and accept the name is white themselves they have no idea of this concept they have no idea of what it's like to be a person of color in a predominantly white space mm -hmm. and to then be told you're acting incorrectly like it's one thing so me as a black man um to be told by other black people you're acting white that's mm -hmm. a completely different experience from like if simon was like hey alex you're acting super white mm -hmm. um because in both cases, a discourse would happen, but if it were Simon, it would be a lot more forceful. Simon's someone I consider a friend, you know, but it would be a lot more like, what gives you the right to tell me how I am mm. and my relationship with my name and my relationship with my culture and my relationship with my identity? Yeah. Um, how dare you even say that to me? 
Mm. Um, and for you to even think that you're allowed to say that to me shows incredible arrogance and incredible um, sort of misunderstanding of what a proper friend dynamic is. Mm. Because saying, oh, you're trying to make yourself seem more white is incredibly insulting. Which is obviously um, very different than if you were to say to me after I turned up at the gym, you you saying, wow, you're acting really black today. Because even then, like it's 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 different. Like no, no, no. My point, my point being, it is different because there's a there's a power dynamic there, right? Like yeah, I'm in the majority. It's, it's like yeah, and it, it's 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 very it's it. You know, in some cases, I can make generalizations. In other cases, you can make nuanced statements. Um, but it's incredibly helpful. And if you're at school, you know, if I'm assuming this person's at sort of secondary school, like I remember myself going through secondary school in a predominantly white area, um, and it was you know it's difficult. It's very 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 difficult. And then to have this stuff, you know, come from your family, as well as coming from people at, you know, at school, um, it's just it's a it's a sh- it's a shit show, and mm. so you can't, at least from my experience, I would not argue with my parents and my family and stuff, but you can you can choose your uh, your friends and you can you can make it very clear that there are lines, and so coming in nicely nicely about it and being like oh yeah maybe uh maybe i'll just make you understand a bit more like i don't know you know your friend better but what i found is it's very it becomes a case of people don't listen or they claim to listen they're like oh i understand oh sort of performative understanding but don't really get it Mm. um so you just gotta preserve that cup of energy you have you have a certain amount of energy um, and don't use it on people that would waste it. At the end of the day, the only person that has the right to determine your identity is you. You're not beholden mm-hmm. to any. It's not beholden to anyone. Mm. So, d- you know, you do what is gonna. It's gonna make you happy in terms of you mm. know founding this identity of who you are. And if that means changing your name, who gives a shit what other people think about it? Do it exactly, and do it in the knowledge that you aren't alone. There are lots of people. Mm like you who've gone through it and who continually go through it you know you're doing it at an incredibly young age which is incredibly like it's really really great that you're thinking about it at this age because there are people who can get to my age i'm 25 people can get to like mid 30s and who are still wrestling with the idea um and just remember you aren't alone like you know if you do use things like twitter like jump on your your cultural diaspora twitter and have conversations with people about it and you know all of these things you can find connections and you can feel less alone and that's the worst feeling when you're going through identity things like this it's feeling really alone yeah it's a kind of in a way it's almost kind of like it's it's fitting for in the as a like as a as an aside behind the scenes comment one of the things that simon and i discussed about wanting to have this kind of a crisis corner was to was for, as a space for people who didn't who who might have uh, ha- had kind of have struggled with wanting to talk about something and granted you're, you're not kind of so much having the conversation with us or, or with Alex who's with us today um, but just to have be to be under the knowledge that oh you know that's it's not that's that's a discussion that people are having it's something that we're talking about now I'm sure like listeners will talk about it we've mentioned before the Discord is a really great place. It's a very strange place, but also there's a, there's a separate kind of thread within that for things that have been discussed in, in Crisis Corner. And there's always really, really interesting conversation. 
that goes that you know that kind of goes along with that um yeah it's nice that we've all agreed though that the uh the most important thing is that you need to do you as much as however however close you are with this friend as alex said um I feel like I feel like that's a common are. thread in in Crisis Corner is just do whatever makes you happy as long as it yeah. as long as it doesn't hurt anyone like yeah. for, you know if, if if like I don't know what made you happy was going around kicking people in the face don't do that mm. but like if as long as it doesn't hurt anyone do what makes you happy mm. that's that's life basically in some cases a small amount of hurting's fine if it hurts this person that you know is saying all of these I'm trying to make myself more white things you know just uh. You know, a small amount of herding's fine there. Just you can cut them off very, very, very uh, yeah. aggressively. I feel like I, I feel like possibly the course of action that causes the minimal hurt whilst making you yes. happy is probably the best. The probably the best way to describe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that you were here for this one because genuinely, I picked that one completely at random. <clears throat> I didn't even realize yeah. that we we had that one in, and I feel like I'm very glad that we had you here to to discuss this because you you added a lot mm. to it. Wow. So I'm here for uh, 15 years of bullying about my identity. I can jump straight on this. And we're here for you, readers. But uh, we should probably move on because Dan's got a club to get to, and we've got we've got some emails to read. <laughs> so it's that time again. We find ourselves. It's in that time Forest- again. Yes. Brilliant. Thanks very much, my colleague. Uh, we find ourselves in correspondence corner. Um, this is our, our final segment before, and I think I'm right in saying we have a we have a fan fiction, Simon. Is that right? We do, Lace, for, for, to round oh. off the episode, a little chase. Amazing, but yes, we'll, we'll kick off with some with some correspondence from our dear readers. Uh, this first one's from Carl Forsell. Uh, the subject is Wikicast, so we can at least be sure that he's emailed the right podcast. Um, he says, "Hello, Mr. Clark and Mr. Moore. Uh, the the right re- uh, read alphabetical alphabetical order. Right is debatable, but we'll move on." <laughs> He says, my name is Carl and I'm just checking in from Sweden. Longtime reader of the, of the cast of the wiki and kind of not recent follower of the most contentful YouTube channel. I mean, stop updating so frequently. It's a <laughs> subtle jibe at how nothing ever happens on that, uh, yep. that channel. Not, literally nothing. Uh, but uh, he says, but uh, first time I've ever interacted with a content creator, but I've not believed you guys will read until received my wiki cast t-shirt it is truly amazing even though you guys have reminded me of how awful i look in yellow simon this next paragraph is directed to you oh right um, simon my father always says um bra spellare hartur uh, which is good players are lucky which is something i have not given uh, ah. to much thought until you've uploaded your video about uh, proactive serendipity and it's truly something i have lived my whole life without even realizing pro tip for everyone um, he also says, have you heard of the physicist Marx Tegmark? Marx? His books, Our Mathematical Universe and Life 3.0, is a big tip. If you haven't read them, uh, they really put things in perspective. I've not heard Does of them, ring any bell? actually. Hmm. I've, heard th- I've heard the names of the books, but I've not heard of the author before. Okay. Yeah. This next one is, is, is toward me. Uh, Dan, do you have any good reading tips for the summer? And when are you guys playing Kerbal Space Program again? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I fell deeply out of love with Kerbal Space Program because for me a game is meant to be something fun and kind of <laughs> semi mindless and for Simon it's it's not that at all. I like the pain. Um, I, I like the, Simon, the twelve hour yeah. games of Civ. Um, there's a reason why Simon plays that and I played World of Warcraft for about eight years. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know when we're next going to play. Hopefully we'll find some time over the summer. We I know we both have really busy schedules, but to get up and do some kind of 
live um, live action. Yeah, well, now, like, now uh, I actually can. have a decent internet connection. We can hopefully start doing some Twitch streaming. Well, we should be. I should be up with you in the not too distant future because yeah. I'm going with this Homerton College choir tour thing that I'm depping for. Um, I'll be staying with Simon for the rehearsals for a couple of days, so we m- will probably be able to find time to do something then, even if it's just a, a kind of a Twitch Q and A or something, because that was mm. super fun last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as reading tips for the summer goes, um, take the time. So for, for when I think about reading for the summer, I would probably split it into kind of thirds and go two thirds reading for pleasure and being able to take a break from what I'm having to read from an academic perspective and then the final third in in kind of lead up to the new academic year would be um maybe kind of sinking my teeth into some of the larger texts that i've got set um for the for for my final year just so it's not all so intense in, in, in one go um if you're not in that situation then the summer is a time to kind of relax so let that reflect in your reading do stuff that you're not having to read uh, or stuff that's really really different um there's been some amazing titles recommended this podcast so i was, I was gonna say i would press alex yeah. for to join this discussion about books but we've already like gone really deep down that rabbit hole already <laughs> yeah. um and th- there's a final question uh, when is the next beer mile and how does one sign up oh you don't want to do that you don't you really don't i didn't unfortunately i didn't have to do it i just had to kind of give it provide a running commentary but yeah. um literally a running commentary actually um yeah. um it, it was it was it was kind of semi horrific for all those involved. Um, well, given, Corinne, given I still your uh, haven't, hasn't quite recovered. Given your drinking habits, Alex, I would I would invite you to do one, but I feel like you you would absolutely hate it. No, mate, I'm actually really really good at sustained drinking while running. Really, is this something that's been uh, tested before? Yeah, yeah. Um, just when I used to drink, like, when did you guys start drinking? Uh, well, well, hang on, define drinking, because, like, I remember having alcoholic drinks sort of occasionally from a very young age, but, like, drinking socially? Shenanigans. Uh, 14, 15? I remember one of those, there was, like, yeah, there was a a first weekend where some friends, I was in, it was year nine in Australia, so I would have been, I imagine, a similar age, 14-ish, where we'd go out and peep and there'd be a group of people who might be drinking, I don't know, like the Alka Pop, kind of the Australian, basically the equivalent of like VKs in Australia, it was Double Blacks, um, which is a was a Smirnoff-based um, fizzy thing. I might have some of those, but not kind of properly. I think it was probably year year 11, maybe a couple of years before, where, where it was more of a kind of prominent thing. But I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. being given like wine and cider to drink like in the evenings by parents from the age of like, I don't know, six, seven, like eight. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, really like, young. well, we had, you know, shandies in the pub. Yeah. If you went, if you went away, then you know, I've got friendly. You give it to kind of like a a seven or eight year old. Oh, can I have a shandy? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, wow. Okay, did not have that, but <laughs> I remember like, uh, yeah, about fifteen, sixteen, in the park, you know, uh, alka pops, and nine times out of ten, the police would get called on the massive group of us, mm. and it would just be running, running while drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, or slightly buzzed. So yeah, if I can do that in a park in South London, I can do it here in in wherever a beer mile is. Well, we'll have to um, do. We'll have to set up a uh, science communicators beer mile. I I've said. So- I've said. I wanted that. I want. Uh, I want it. So you have to do like every, every mile or every, every. How do you split miles down? Yards, whatever. However many yards you have to take Quarters, a drink. Like- yeah, you have to take a drink and then. Uh, explain a science fact 
so you get slightly buzzed while you do it. By the end, you'd oh, be explaining quantum physics using like chips. Like you get given the fact to explain. It's like explain a concept. Yes. You get given a card. Like, oh no, I like that. That's a good twist. Yeah. Okay. That's what we do. Well, we're gonna do that. If you like the sound of that, readers, email in because uh, that that could happen. <laughs> well, Carl, that answers the uh, the beer mile question. Uh, he he rounds off by saying thanks for the most genuine content and the best tangent handlers on the World Wide Web and the best of summerish wishes and pardon my horrible English, Carl, aged six thousand nine hundred and thirty-four uh, sevenths. Uh, weeks postscriptum i am team cat by the way dogs uh dogs scares the crap out of me god sorry uh, I, well your english was so bad i could barely understand any of that I... yeah um uh, well if you're team cat then lend uh, lend simon a helping hand because they're currently being crushed under the uh on the adorable absolutely man's best friend might of team dog being darth mauled at the moment yeah tangent wranglers I like handlers. Oh, well, I, I quite okay. Tangent handlers or tan- I quite like the sound of tangent wranglers. It's like we've got a. It's like it's like being in charge of a husky team, but instead of huskies, they're tangents. Yeah, well, if anyone's going to win the award, it's certainly us. I mean, what are we currently looking at for recording time? Two hours forty-three minutes. Hey. Amazing, perfect. Ever the professionals. Yeah, we're really outdone ourselves this time. Um, I'm impressed. Okie dokie. Right, should we read another email? So this one uh, is actually relevant to Alex. Um, so we have an email here from Rob Hebden. Dear Simon and Dan, I'm going to add and Alex in there. Uh, my name is Rob. I'm a second year environmental science student at UEA. At the time of writing, I'm in my final week of second year and I've been royally cucked by my exam timetable. <coughs> as I have three oh, no. exams this week. Sorry, right? Uh, you're soy boy of a, of a timetable. Uh, your podcasts have been getting me through my fun and totally not soul draining 10 plus hour library sessions. Good on you, man. Keep going. Um, I have a rather long question which involves my dissertation, uh, but first some context, which I'm going to ignore. Um, no, I'm going to have to read that. Um, so basically, this is this is a biology thing, which is why I thought it'd be relevant for Alex. Um, over the summer, I will be doing some funky research in the field of bioinforma- bioinformatics. Namely, looking at transcription factors in a particular species of diatom to see if transcription factors are the principal reason for gene regulation. Yeah, boy! Is this anywhere near your ballpark, Alex? This is my PhD. Is it literally? Yeah. I thought you. I thought it was cancer, specifically your PhD. Yeah, well, my, my PhD is transcription factors in um, cancer cells. Boom. Okay. So, uh, oh, well, let's go through this properly then. Uh, the diatom in question... Oh, Jesus, wet. I don't care. It sounds environmental. Fra- I don't need to know that. Fragilario psis cylindrus has highly converged alleles? That's right, isn't it? Alleles. Alleles. And can up-down regulate these alleles in correlation to different environmental stresses. My research will then be written up as a 10,000-word dissertation, and it's due in January. Now, if this isn't cool already, this research will be... Con- Contributed towards a mega paper which is hopefully going to be published i'm lucky enough to have a kickstart in research which is quite cool yet very intimidating i can completely understand where you're coming from i had something kind of similar in physics um, i am seriously lacking experience in the field of bioinformatics and i'll be taught it over the course of five days uh whilst having to do my research <laughs> Uh, parentheses, parentheses, which apparently isn't enough time, so I will be purchasing Bioinformatics for Dummies, which is a real book. No, uh, don't get it. I am somewhat doubting myself. So, have you read? Have you tried it? Yeah, it's trash. Oh well, can you recommend a book instead? Uh, literally, learn g- 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 science. <laughs> uh, Python for science. 
Science Python. It's a, it's a module and it has a great documentation online and you can do so much more um, there. Go on to Biostars, which is like Stack Overflow, but for um, bioinformatics. Um, go on to the bioinformatics subreddit. Go on to the computational biology subreddit. Um, I actually know what this person is going to be doing with their research. If they're just looking at transcription facts, I know exactly what they're doing. But anyway, keep going. Context. Okay. That's, I, I'm assuming that that's not really what they're asking about because they didn't know we'd have literally a PhD in the subject in the house. Uh, they, so they continue. I am somewhat doubting myself uh, as I have a very big project ahead of me when compared to some of my peers. The added pressure of a potential publication is the main reason. My supervisors believe I'm a very capable student. Uh, and can successfully complete this research but I just lack confidence in myself if my research goes well I'll most likely look into getting a master's in research in this field to see if academia research is for me which is additional pressure Simon and I'm going to add and Alex as successful PhD students do you have any advice for overcoming this confidence issue uh confidence issues Alex go okay I am possibly the most confident person alive um all right um person do they give a name uh, it is Rob, Rob Hebden. All right, Rob, cool. I don't know you, but I feel as though we're connected through both bioinformatics and transcription factors. So I'm going to level with you. No one is going to expect you to be amazing. You're a second year undergraduate. Second year? Was he second year? Uh, yes, second yep. year. Cool, second year doing summer, like summer placement. We don't expect anything of you. If we can get through... The summer, without a second year undergraduate, leaving the lab worse than it already is, it's great <laughs> for us. Like, that, that's a net positive. If, if we can just break even, that's fine. You, chances are you'll be supervised by PhD students who have, like me, very little time on their hands. And so that's why they're giving you the bare minimum. Um, but look, that's just the caveat to begin with. You can do some amazing stuff in that time you can learn some amazing skills. So I've mentioned already Biostars, the bioinformatics subreddit, like those are all great places to find new skills. If you can contribute anything, anything at all, that will be brilliant, okay? The best thing you can do at this point is learn basic um, like lab skills, depending on what you're doing. If it's just computational, you're fine. But if there's some lab skills involved, like just learn that. Um, if you can you know, make sure you write stuff down as always. Like if the PhD person who's supervising you or whoever's supervising you um, only has to say it once, you will be like living the dream. But if you don't understand anything, feel free to ask them because it's much better for you to get it, do it right than to get it wrong and not tell anyone. Um, also, look, you are an individual, you're creative. You listen to this podcast that means you have some semblance of taste. Mm. Like, okay, look, for a much better podcast experience, come to Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet, where you've got, you know, people with PhDs um, who talk about how much they hate themselves. But, mm. like, right now, what you can do is get those skills. You can skill up. You can um, level up. Really, yeah, you can You're level up. You're in the starting up. zone like, right now. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing. Like, and no one's expecting you to be Einstein. No one's expecting you to be like a genius at this. You are individual. You'll give your own unique like perspective on this, and you will approach the problem differently to you know PhD students, to master's students, to even you know the the supervisor in there. 
So you, even though you don't have the skills yet, you have a lot to offer. And don't feel like this project is going to make or break your academic career. Um, it's just giving you a new experience. If it goes well, if it, if it doesn't go well, like it'll give you great experience and it'll give you great sort of a, a life experience, like life advice and stuff. Yeah. Also, I just said he sent a link to the um, paper that it's being based off of, like his project. Okay. It's a nature paper, so that's obviously not helping uh, the confidence issue. Oh, You're not going to be oh. writing a paper for nature. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be nature standard. Don't worry. Like, come on. Yeah, man, don't, don't relax, right? No, like, it's fine. I have lots of papers in my inbox that I'm reading that are from nature, from cell and stuff. And the, the journals that I publish in are much lower in impact. They're things like biochemistry or plus one like do not fret at all no one really cares about impact factor and the people that do like they're pricks um let's keep it funky they're pricks um and that's not the kind of person you want to be um have a life that means don't be governed by impact factors you contribute what you can contribute um and you are not there to be a slave you are there to be uh like a contributor and mm. don't let anyone work you into the ground um at, at the end because... of the day it's like you've you know imagine that this is like you've been invited onto a film step by steven spielberg he's not going to expect you to take the camera and make the next schindler's list right just go in there and do the best you can as an individual and don't expect yourself to be at the level that these people are at and to learn years and years and years of material in five days yeah because just yeah do do the best you can do as in the position you're at and just 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 work you know just it'll be fine don't 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 stress it's gonna be yeah. okay and if you are like considering doing mres like in that lab you know take a look around and see how the people in there uh, interact with one another like you want to get a good lay of the land into what a good lab is and isn't and where you want to be for let's say, a year of an MRES, or if you do want to go further into academia, like a PhD. Um, so you are as much of an asset as the experience is an asset to you. Remember that. And then uh, to, to round off that email, uh, Rob says, apologies for the long email. Well, no worries about it. I hope you have a cracking day. Sincerely, Rob, at the time of writing, aged 6.280416 times 10 to the 17 nanoseconds. I dig the precision. Your fans your fans are pricks <laughs> oh no we're all slagging them off no honestly like the why aren't you a doctor yet fans come with a healthy amount of self-hatred <laughs> so they don't do any of that stuff well to be fair we specifically I mean, to be fair, our that. fans are encouraged to leave the most obscure age thing i mean if anything they're just following orders they're all right it's us it's simon <laughs> and i who are the pricks here. the classic the classic wow. defense that they were just following <laughs> orders wow i mean i'm not gonna say this is why why aren't you a doctor yet finishes the recording in 55 minutes and we're <laughs> three hours now yeah this is a three hour episode might be a reason just putting that out there it's probably because we're so we're such professional podcasters incidentally professional podcasters who the co-host who suddenly realized this in this this massive science chat was getting massively boring for him i've just been drinking more gin and reading <laughs> milton and it's been really pleasant that's dan <laughs> Um, right. Well, I've just um, I've just had a look at the fan fiction which has been sent to us, and I can't actually open the attachment. 
Oh, oh no, no, what a shame. No, genuinely, oh. and I'm not even making this up. It's from it's from the Mustache Man, and, and it's the Virtual Adventures of Simon and Dan. Oh, uh, I guess we're gonna have to save it till next week. Bye, everyone. So, Simon, what have we learned today? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, hey, we got a script. Uh, Jesus, uh, what's the script? Um, oh, that's me. So, so, Alex, what have we learned today? We've learned that Simon can't eat uh, vegetables that are shaped like meat, and that Dan is a race apologist. <laughs> and about highways called 221. Um, oh, yeah, wait. And about wait. that big one that goes from Florida to Virginia? Wait a minute, 221, that's some, that's Sherlock Holmes' address, isn't it? 221 Baker Street. Baker Street, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, just, Simon, just Simon, that. Simon, 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 he's a fictional character? I know, but... Do you know he's, the most, he's the most popular? He's been adapted the most times in film. I learned that today. Second most was Dracula. Top uh, the, the most adapted is Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Little fun sense. fact. Um, um, what else have we learned? Um, that Ooh. if someone tells you you're changing your name to make yourself more white, f*** them. Oh, yeah, completely. We've had some amazing music recommendations. We had a hefty chat about uh, book recommendations we too. Um, we briefly mentioned uh, in Crisis Corner, as de- I tried desperately to lasso conversation back onto the regular structure, Grand Budapest Hotel, if you haven't seen it, Go, it's 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 brilliant. Um, check out all of Wes Anderson stuff. Yep. I will definitely be checking out the music recommendations from um, from Alex. They've been amazing. Also, Pollen ah! can do one, and Poppadoms are amazing. And I now need to start ordering more. Apparently, also Dan's Absolutely. learned what Poppadoms are. Uh, ah, so yeah, prawn crackers, delicious. And I've just learned that the just eat order that I put into my basket uh, wasn't ordered. Oh, oh. you muggle! Rip in peace. Ah. Well, that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook, and if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Different music recommendations, your thoughts when you've watched Grand Budapest Hotel, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, Alex. Yeah, you know, that is generally what I do. If you like uh, podcasts that are based around science but then go into pop culture and comedy, you'll love Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Why Not a Doc, and on all good podcasting apps. Uh, send us a tweet or whatever uh, saying that you heard us here, and I'll send you a GIF or something. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole, and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next, next time. time. Now, which button audacity should I press? Stop.